Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Bud, yeah. Welcome back, friends, to the Joe Blow Horror Show, part two of episode number 19. Coming at you from the garage. What do we got on the background uh, this week, Mr. Drunk Darsh? It's uh, Jason Goes to Hell, which right. he never actually goes to hell in the movie, I don't think. There's his beating heart. Such a great intro to this. I love it. It's, it's fun. The, like the cheesiest cheesiest cheese action sequence guys shooting i mean they're you see the bullets hitting jason but their guns like when they're rappelling down the trees are like yeah up at a, like fucking sagittarius or some bullshit None of that weak ass swiss cheese we got american <sighs> cheese on this bitch Ooh, yeah um yeah so typically we record both of these right back to back from another mm-hmm. but i had a bout of some motherfucking hiccups last right after it was like you probably i guess i'd have to listen to the first part but i think it was like towards the end of part one they started coming on and then man we took like a little break and then we ended up taking a little bit longer of a break and i I don't think i've ever had hiccups this bad before like they're debilitating it lasted like 20 minutes yeah at least i got some good clips so probably i might add them to the end of this episode (laughs) the blooper reel i was like uh just hiccup if you're gonna give me 50 bucks i will (laughs) no it was bad. So we uh, we we put the kibosh on finishing up and uh, taking another day to do it. So, but uh, hey, yeah, hey, what's been going on? Uh, you ready to? Uh, you got a story? I, I, apparently, I heard. Okay. Rumor has it. First, you always wear this Shields shirt, which I don't know if you know what Shields is. It's a sporting <laughs> goods store around these parts. You mean the shirt where I got the? Yeah, where yeah, I got yeah, the shirt? yeah. Okay. Are you telling our listeners that? I'm telling the, the people that aren't from around here. <laughs> All right. And I have that exact same shirt, and I was like, I haven't seen it for a while. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's my shirt. I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> Whatever. But then I, I've moved today to a new house and found that shirt so you didn't steal my shirt you're no you're good i'm cleared yes i'm cleared i'm pretty sure my mom got us the same shirt at some time i know actually i got this one when i bought or bought i got my credit card from them yeah so if you shop at shields it's worth it getting a credit card because you get some mega points back so i was like fuck it i always go there anyways might as well get paid for, and they give you the shirt if you open up a credit card. Okay. 
So my mom just gave me a shirt she got for free, probably. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe she bought it. I can't imagine her opening up a credit card. Yeah, I doubt bought. that. Second, we had tomorrow's Mother's Day as of this recording. <laughs> and we had our uh, family Mother's Day type thing today for my mother. It's your mother-in-law. My mother-in-law, yep. And it, it pains me to say this. Look at me. Okay. <laughs> I really, really don't want to say this, but I feel like I need to. <laughs> oh, God. Those were the best tacos I ever had today that you made. Oh, look at that, ladies and gentlemen. That's probably the best Mexican food I ever had. I don't even know if you can call it Mexican, but... That guac. That guacamole. Yep. That, that was pretty good. I got to give mm-hmm. you props. Bastuna here is a... He's a pretty good cook. And once again, it really pains me to say that. I hate saying it, but it was really good. You wouldn't think so, but I do pride myself in whipping up. uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I I legit, that's like my thing. I'm a huge foodie. I should be like 400 pounds. If If I didn't play hockey, I probably would weigh about 350 easy. Let's get you there, bud. We can do it. I'm slowly getting there the older I get. You know, pack on a few pounds every year and yeah. whatnot. But, man, no, yeah, Mother's Day tomorrow, I'm whipping up some Cacio e Pepe for the wife and uh, kids, and it's going to be great. I don't know what that is. It's but the best fucking pasta dish you'll ever have in your life. Just start catering. I mean, yeah, I you be the talent. I'll be the face of the organization. <laughs> you do all the work. and I'll be the talent, <laughs> and then you can wear my face because technically my face should be the face. I'm, I'm pretty... I'm I'm a, I'm a pretty man. Mm. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, drunk Darius. I do pride myself on. Uh, Once again, I hate to say it, yeah. but it's true. Yeah, you and Dutchie, you and Dutchie always. Yeah. So let's get into uh, part two here. We're gonna finish up with. Um, I almost had a horror happenings for the eighth time. We're gonna finish up with shotgun reviews. Then get into the second feature review. And then lastly, our segment, which we wrap up the final gore. A little play on the final four. I hope you guys like that. Yeah, March happened like three months ago, right? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But, uh, hey, let's let's get a ripping, huh? Uh, I'll start off with a fun little movie that I had recently. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Now for... Shotgun reviews. Where the hell is it gonna? Man, this is my boomstick. Yeah. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick yeah did you guys like that sweet little clip we have there i hope you did but uh yeah we're gonna start off with uh the first one i saw is called cooties it's a 2014 you can call it a zombie movie that's what i'm gonna call it i guess technically it's more of like an infection slash infected movie but for all intents and purposes it's a fucking zombie movie This is 2014 rated R clocking in at a smooth 88 minutes. 
and it is a comedy horror starring Elijah Wood. I'll read you the synopsis. A mysterious virus hits an isolated elementary school, transforming kids into a feral swarm of mass savages. An unlikely hero must lead a motley band of teachers in the fight of their lives. This one was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It's got Rain Wilson from, uh, he's the from office. office, right? I don't watch that show, but. It's Dwight. Yep. Dwight Schrute or something. or Schrute. Dwight. Yeah. So it's pretty good. This also has Lee Wan L in it, which is awesome because he is like the, him and, him and, um, um, oh man, who's our Asian friend? For the Saw. What? The Conjuring and Saw. Oh, um, the director or whatever? Yes, James Wan. Yeah. Yes, yes. Him and, him and James Wan are famous for um, um, the Saw movies. You know, but it's hilarious because whenever I watch, you know, I, I'm sure all of our listeners are like, James, you're yelling at their car, James Wan, it's fucking James Wan. We're sitting there taking a few seconds. I, I always do that to myself. I'm sure no one's when doing li- that. <laughs> when, I, when I listen to a podcast, they're trying to think of something and I'm like, it's, 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 uh, you know, night of living dead or, yeah. you, know, you, you know what the answer is, but no. So this is a, this is a fun little movie. I hi- highly recommend this. I think I saw this on, um, shutter if I do believe. Oh, it is on shutter. I think it's on shutter. Yeah. So it was a great movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, coming in with a strong eight out of 10. Nice. I've been wanting to see that movie actually. Like the idea of just like. Being guilt-free, crushing little kids' skulls, you know, like, especially hanging around your kids, you know, like, that, no, no, I like, I like the idea of this movie, sounds It is, fun. it's, it's good, it's, 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 the comedy works really well, Lee Wan L is my favorite character in this, he's hilarious, he, he plays just the most awkward, it's awesome. Cool. It's really good. Cool beans. So... Okay, I watched the new Ted Bundy movie with the handsome guy. What's his name? Uh, the High Zach, School Musical. Zach Efron? Yes, yeah. I like how you knew that right away. I've never seen High School Musical or any of the other ones. I just knew because I'm a horror fan. That Have you seen that movie uh, Neighbors with uh, Seth yes. Rogen? He's pretty funny in that. Yeah. His... Uh, that's right. Yeah, he was. His De Niro impression. But, uh, oh, yeah. That's oh, right. maybe that's the other Franco kid. But anyways, this movie. Oh, yeah. That was a Franco kid. God damn, Zac Efron. Whatever. It was a Franco kid. It was the younger Franco. Dave. Dave, yeah. Okay, the new Ted Bundy movie. Is, is it called the Ted Bundy Tapes or something? No, it's like, that's the documentary. The movie, I think, is made by the same people who made the documentary. It's called, like, really wicked and evil or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. A long ass title. Uh, this movie, it was good. It was unsatisfying. It was almost like a love story. Zac Efron did a really good job with his acting. Yeah. But it doesn't really, it really is just kind of about the trial and stuff. And so it didn't really get into the, it had the potatoes of it. Yeah, I had the the girl from uh, Devil's Candy, the wife. I don't know her name. But, oh, but she's like the love yeah. interest, the Ted yep. Bundy in this, and she's like okay. in love with him, but she's conflicted. Like, they never He's bring up the fact that he was like fucking corpses and then coming home and fucking her. Like, oh. I don't know, but it does get in 
some gruesome details. I like the trial part, but I have a funny story for you. I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt you with this here. So this God, where did I hear this? I think I heard this, um, in college. Uh, I, I would listen to the radio going to like my class or whatever, you know, they always have morning shows and they'd always have like crazy news or whatever. And I think this was on one of my XM or actually might've been serious back then channels. And it was a story about that. This is how it reminded me. So I might be getting this off a little bit, but the main premise is the same. So this one chick um, uh, was dating a guy. She hot? I don't know. I never saw what she looked like. But okay. She was dating a guy and she ended up like having stomach problems or stomach cramps or something like that. And she ended up going into the gynecologist and finding out that there was basically she had maggots inside of her vagina. Oh, I've heard this. All right, go on. Yeah, is this is this a false story? Is this it's a Snopes urban or legend? It I is. Think. It's an urban legend, and yeah. she her her boyfriend was uh, onward. Well, just tell the story. Yeah, how it goes. and her boyfriend and was like working at a morgue or something like that. And he was fucking the corpses, and somehow yeah transferred something to her or something like that. Yeah, it's an urban. Is legend. it urban legend? Okay. I mean, maybe it happened sometime. No. But I've heard this story before. It'd be a great urban legend. I feel like I might have told this on this podcast, too. Ah, you do talk about it. You know, because it's like we've been doing this for about a year now, and it's funny because if, you know, someone downloads all of our episodes, they hear, like, the first one, like, two weeks ago, they're like, oh, you just told that story. Yeah, a year ago. I'm sorry. 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 But, no, that that's what that reminded me of. I don't remember what the hell I heard that off of, but I thought it was pretty disgusting but funny, so... Anyways, sorry I interrupted your uh, Ted Bundy story, but yeah, he was fucking corpse and then had a girlfriend, so. It happens. I mean, I don't know. I know you like to talk about necrophilia a lot, but <laughs> we'll keep What's going. That? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Gary Ridgeway. So, I don't know. Uh, anyways, the movie is kind of unsatisfying, but Zach Efron does do really good where he's just like, there's nothing there. Ah, it's, I'm going to give it 6 out of 10 just because... Is it a new one? It just came out like a week I ago. I thought we weren't rating 2019 movies or oh, Drunk oh. Darius. Okay. Jesus. Clearly, that's not making your I'm just saying year. it's worth... <laughs> it's not really a horror movie. Okay. But it's worth a watch just for curiosity's sake, but just unsatisfied. All right, on well. Yeah. Okay, my next one is a fun little movie that came out this year, and it's more of a fan film. It's called Evil Emerges, Michael versus Jason. This is exactly what you would think it is. It's a it's a love, it, it's a movie made by love by true fans. Michael Myers versus uh, Jason Voorhees, and it's I want to say it's Australian. It's only 29 minutes long, so it's a short, but it is, it's really good. It's done really well. It's free on YouTube. Check it out. I mean, for just a couple fans making the movie, the, you know, I was really dogging. I, I think it was a couple episodes ago about those two movies I walked on, watched on sci-fi. The special effects in these are better than those sci-fi movies. So, like, there's some pretty legit kills with special effects and, uh... I assume there's probably not much funding into that. No, it had to have been just like zero funding. The actors are probably working for free or something. Yep, 
they I, I think it was just I mean it was like a family I think it was brothers and a cousin or cousins or something and then um, um, yeah they're, they're you know it, it was done really well the Jason looked pretty good I was I was surprised I mean this Jason looks better than you know you know even though we got Jason playing in the background this Jason looked better than a couple of them that were in the movies so I highly recommend it it was it was excellent check it out how long is it it's only like 29 minutes and it's on YouTube and it's a lot faster than you'd think I think I watched this like in one sitting while I was on the toilet so that'll give you an idea it's doable cool it's doable yeah I think you'd make a good Jason fuck yeah Ooh. just too handsome that's a problem well let's get the mask for it bro yeah well yeah what do you got we gonna rate that one no, no it's a 2019 okay, dog we okay. don't rate 2019 sorry <laughs> alright the rest I've got we've all seen a thousand times since we're talking about Jason vs. Freddy or Freddy vs. Jason oh yeah love it it's really fun really dumb it has all the mythology behind yeah. both of them I'll give it a 7 out of 10. It's, it's a, a fun movie. It's stupid. It's a stupid movie, right. but it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I, I, you know, part of me is like, at some point, part of me thinks we have to cover this. But then again, I'm like, every fucking horror movie podcast has covered the Friday movies. But I think maybe if we get to a point... You know, it might be something where our fans just want to hear us cover it, but oh, otherwise, franchise or, yeah, franchise, do yeah. like a franchise. Yeah, I mean the big ones, you know, franchise of um, you know Friday, Mike Myers, Halloween, you know, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah, the big ones. But you know, every fucking horror movie podcast has done them, but yeah, but no. everyone's seen them. Yeah, well, and they Dude. dog on they dog on a lot of these later movies. Like I really like. Uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. I think that's way underrated. I like the new Nightmare on Elm Street with the I do too. new guy. Jackie Earl Haley is a stud. Yeah. He's an oh. excellent actor. You know what? He tried out for Johnny Depp's role in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. No shit. And he brought his friend, who was not an actor, just so happened to be Johnny Depp, to like his no tryout way. or something. And then Wes Craven's daughter, like Johnny Depp, because he was hot or yeah. something, and that's how he got the role. Someone, someone snopes that bullshit. That sounds. That Look sounds it up. Like it was made up. Look it up. No, but that's hilarious, though. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that. You know, that's like uh, going to a party, and there's a super hot chick that you like, and you're with the buddy, and she ends up liking your buddy and fucking your buddy that later that night. Just how degrading that is that? Never happens. That's never to happened me. to me. I'm usually the, you know. I'm the handsome bugger, so... You're the guy in the corner that doesn't <laughs> talk to anyone. All right. Uh, is it my, you're up. Um, yeah, I'm up. My last one is called The Silence. This one's on Netflix. I'm sure most of you have seen or, or have... I mean, have watched this or have at least seen it scrolling through Netflix. Yeah. This one could not be more on the nose as a ripoff of A Quiet Place, which I have no problem with movies trying to you know gain off of another one's success yeah but do it well this is this one it's a 2019 movie um you know it's pg-13 which which i feel hurts it and it's 90 minutes so it's not overly long but it just doesn't do it very well i mean it is literally i don't know how much more you can get 
they've got the, one of the main actresses, the, one of the daughters is deaf. I mean, man, they're, they're just, I don't yeah. know how you can get away with shit like this. She's a girl. She's a Sabrina, the teenage witch from the Netflix. Oh, series. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but, um, yeah, it just doesn't go anywhere either. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just not very good. It's, it's got a unique story, I guess, but it's not very well thought out there. It leaves, you know, I'm, I'm, all right with the movie having plot holes as long as it's one of those yeah it was a fun movie but this one is just uh, it's not very well thought out you can tell that they just fucking crammed this shit together and threw it out as fast as they it's could like to people are gonna watch the, this just because yeah, it's a quiet place, place. yeah there's so. three on netflix that are rip-offs oh yeah there's another is it black summer or something yeah i haven't no, seen that one. black summer or, is a the, the one that's like one. a Slenderman ripoff. Yeah, yeah, there's that one. And then there's another one where... I haven't it, seen that one, but I'm going to watch it. There's another one where it's like a... It seems like Split. I haven't seen it yet. But some guy gets kidnapped by a guy with multiple personalities. No, right. I haven't seen it, but it looks just like... It's like, come on. It's exhausting. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of great movies that have come. I mean... Friday the 13th is actually an example of that. It was a ripoff of uh, Halloween. Right. And Halloween stole some from... Black Christmas. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously some good can come of it, but just not in... uh, (laughs) Just not in this case. So, I would... um, You know, it's on Netflix, so I would say check it out at some point if you're bored, but I wouldn't make it a priority, that's for sure. So Okay. Up next. Yeah, I got up next. Uh, we got some basic Oh man, I just saw some shaft right there. Oh just hanging brain on the yeah. T V. Yeah. Some for the ladies. Yeah, no, we're hanging watching the skinny dipping scene right now. Uh <laughs> but Okay, I got Oh hello. Basic instinct. Which Oh Sharon Boner. Or she, Stoner. Stone. Sharon Stone. She's a dimey dime in this movie. Yeah. She's smoking hot, which I did not. I don't. I don't know when this came out in the mid '90s, which I could have watched it then. I think I saw the sequel first, early to mid '90s, I think. Yeah, and she's still pretty hot in the sequel, but in the original, she's hot as. I just but. saw on Twitter that she posed topless for some magazine. Did you see that? Just recently, she yeah, did. like fucking in the last month or two. Was she like fifty something? <laughs> yeah, she's in her fifties. Well, good for but her. She's still banging. She's still banging. Yeah, she looks good. But she does, yeah. Oh, this movie's okay. That's it. Just okay, huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't buy the Michael Douglas and her relationship. Yeah, it's okay. It's worth the watch because it's. I don't know. It's because Sharon Stone cult classic. Well, and yeah, right. she's in it and she's naked a lot. She's hot yeah. as fuck. But I'll give it a six. Yeah, I don't have any more, so you can finish off whatever you got there, bad. Uh, I rewatched the Final Destination movie. It's Movies or movies? Just the first one. It's on Netflix. Yeah. I think at least a, one and two were on Netflix. I don't know how oh, many shit. other ones are on there. I love those movies. Dude, from I think the second one with the the log truck, truck yeah. terrifies me. Always Dude, that's still like I legitimately every time I see a logging truck or see something like that going down the highway, that movie. Yeah, it's like I don't want to be behind head. this. Yeah, Dan Cook used to have an old joke like uh, before I get on an airplane, just walk up to someone like don't fucking get on the plane and just walk away real fast. <laughs> oh God. Uh. 
Yeah, it's fun. It's a good movie. I'm giving yeah. it seven. You know, there's movies like, um, you know, like Final Destination, I would say, are, are like my gener or they're they're like maybe your generations or what a little bit younger what? of compared to like Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday. Yeah. You know, maybe mine or like that. Saw. Same thing like Saw is yeah, like, you know, one of the generations, you know, as well, too. So it's a franchise. Yep. Yep. So. You know, a lot of people kind of dogging the Saw movies, but man, people that, you know, I guess were graduating high school in the, you know, mid 2000s or whatever, they were coming out early to mid 2000s. That's their fucking, that's their Friday the 13th, you know? Yeah. So. What else you got there, dog? Nothing. Let's go. Yeah, bud. Okay. Let's uh, get ripping into some second feature review I don't remember what the hell fucking movie we're talking about Jesus Christ it's been so long Event Horizon oh my god what happened to your eyes where am I going we won't need eyes to see what are you talking about I created the Event Horizon to reach the stars She's gone much, much farther than that. Is our second feature review. I chose this one here. This one is a rated R movie from 1997. It is 96 minutes long. Guess what the budget on this was? 16 million. You got the six part, right? Six million? Sixty. Sixty million. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of big name people. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of special effects shit that went down. Yeah. Uh, guess what the guess what the film grossed? Ninety. $27 million. Ooh. But this is a perfect example of one of those that came in and, you know, didn't... Uh, yeah, didn't break any records while it was in the theater, but it became an instant classic uh, afterwards. So, um, you know, this this movie is talked about still to this day, especially when you talk about space horror. This one is right up there. You probably didn't look it up. I wonder what else was out, came out at the same time. Oh, 97? Horror? Oh, man, I don't even know. I'm trying to think. I don't know. But, like, right now... Scream was 96? No. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right now, Pet Cemetery is not doing very good, but it's getting really good reviews. But it came out yeah. at the same time as Us. Right. And, like... Us is killing Avengers, it. Endgame, so... Yeah. Uh, onward. Um, well, guess what this got on IMDb? Uh, four. 6.7. Okay, I can Guess see what this got on Rotten Tomatoes. 20. 27. Nice. So this was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who I absolutely love. Um, he's known for mainly Resident Evil movies, but he also did Alien vs. Predator. And, and most importantly... Hmm. Mortal Kombat! Oh, yeah, he did all the Mortal movies are... Well, he got this right off of the first Mortal Kombat, which it, I think it did pretty well, like money-wise. Yep. So maybe that's why they hired him for this. 
And then Annihilation was the second one, which... They were both, they're both pretty bad, but I yeah. loved them when I was little. Yeah, I don't remember those movies. It's been so long. I do, however, remember the Street Fighter movies. I thought I saw those before. Um, I mean, it wasn't all that long ago before I saw those. So. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, yeah, those were... I think they were directed by Yui Bowl or whatever, but... Oh, that is such a great kill. The sex scene in the tent and Jason goes to hell. Oh, my Whoa. God. That was, that was. I forgot how good that one was. Um, So he also is doing, if you guys are one of those video game nerds like me, I don't play these type of games, but Monster Hunter, I think he's doing the movie Monster Hunter for that. So Cool beans. Yep. His wife is, uh, I almost said Angelina Jolie, but no. His wife is um, Alice from... Uh, Mila Jovovich. <clears throat> oh, so the she's Resident Evil. Yeah, from Resident Evil. Yep, she's in that one as well, too. So, um, This one was written by Philip Eisner, who has really done nothing other than write for Mutant Chronicles, which I don't even know if you've seen or heard of that, but that's the only even kind of relevant no. thing. This, Like you said, this one does have quite a bit of uh, big names in it, so it, it, it's mainly starring Lawrence Fishburne, who was in A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. Obviously, he's going to be most known for uh, Morpheus and the Matrix movies. Uh, he's in the Hannibal series, and he was also in Predators. When did uh, The Matrix come out in 99? I think so. It came no. out... I think it came out before that, actually. Yeah, I'll bet this came out... Like, right after this movie. Yeah. After Event Horizon. Been, yeah, yeah. Um, Sam Neill is also in this. He's got a ton of movies, probably known most for his role in Jurassic Park. But he was also in Daybreakers, which is a horror movie. Uh, Possession and Dead Calm. The stars Jason Isaacs, who... He's, he's a very recognizable character, and you'd recognize his face. Um, but really, what you may recently know him for is he played Volmer in The Cure for Wellness, the main bad guy in that. So I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen Cure for Wellness? Mm-mm. I'll check it out. It's uh, I'd, I'd say that's a horror. I feel Psycholog- like I started Psychological kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, so... Let's get into a little bit of trivia on this here. So there's a lot that, oh man, th- this one's kind of tough to, th- it, there's a good article that explains this main thing. But, so this is what happens when you get a fucking, like a big budget, um, you know, Hollywood type horror movie. So Paul W.S. Anderson, holy fuck, I just got dive on by some kind of moth or something. Paul W.S. Anderson's initial cut of this was 130 minutes. So it was over two hours. It was very graphic and it really didn't sit well with test audiences and the studio balked. So he ended up cutting it down. He, he did say that he very much regrets it. Um, the With this movie, though, if you ask anybody that has either recently or has only seen this movie one time, there's one scene that's going to stick with them, and that's the scene where they go back and watch the tapes of the original crew of the Event Horizon. So that's the scene where they're like basically killing each other. Do you remember that? Well, the, at first we get just the crew kind of talking, like this is going to be our last 
broadcast and then it gets all distorted and they kind of hear like screaming and some Latin and then later on in the movie they undistort it and then we see some stuff yeah. yeah it's fucked up it's twisted so what you see in the movie I'm sure we'll get into that as well but it was a lot lot worse on this but that's part of my problem too is is you, you know I would have to imagine if you lived out in Los Angeles when you do screenings for movies, I would be willing to bet a lot of money that you get the same people that go back and do that. Yeah. Like, I highly doubt you just get, you know, a first timer come in. Right. And I feel like those type of mo- those type of people that do that are more of, you know, not really to kind of throw them under the bus, but I feel like they're more of like your film snobs. Like, they're like, you know, they tell or their they friends like, are. "Hey, I go to movie screenings," and yeah. yeah, so they they feel like they're just a bunch of Robert Ebert, Roger Eberts in there. So I feel like a lot of these that do get test screenings, especially with horror movies, I feel they get a, a bad shake from the get go because you get people that are expecting to go and see something like, uh, um, I don't even know, like like the three billboards out of I mean whatever the fuck that one was that's a good movie you know I haven't seen it but I feel like they're going in expecting something that's an Oscar Oscar movie and no this is just a straight up sci-fi fucking horror movie and you know what if it's fucking gross then it's doing it's job if it's disgusting if it's disturbing a horror movie is supposed to elicit that type of feeling from you it's supposed to either scare you or disgust you or it's, it's supposed to draw some kind of emotion out of you and I think the the better it does that, the better the movie is. So this goes into the whole thing where after this movie did go through, it it really was um, it, it was it done it had done pretty well with DVD sales, um, you know VHS sales, rentals. Yeah, and they were like, hey, okay, you know, let's uh, you know let's 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 get the extended cut of this movie, but um, you know that. That never happened. They they could never find it. So they never uh, found the missing audio scene from the from the Event Horizon crew. What do you mean? That's what you're talking about. Like that. Oh well, I mean, I'm just the, saying in general. There was there was you know freaking forty minutes of this movie that was cut, and it, they were not able to to find it. Yeah, find yeah. it. They because you know the studio told Paul they're like, hey, all right, let's get ready, let's go throw a a director's cut together and they never did uh they weren't able to they the footage was gone it was lost you know they were able to get some of it but it was so part poor quality they couldn't salvage it so right um yeah it's it's a shame because it really could have uh been a special movie you know once you figured out uh kind of you know more of of his vision with where it was going to go yeah so um I guess, uh, do you have anything else before we get into this? Or uh, Well, I think the original script was basically a straight ripoff of Aliens, like the sequel to Alien. Okay. And was it Paul? W.S. Anderson? Yeah, where he came in and changed it a bunch. And I think what they were trying to do, I read something that they had the writer had envisioned Hellraiser meets The Shining. I saw Hellraiser meets 
Alien. Okay. Something something like that they're trying to go for, so. Okay. But. But the entire premise of this movie is basically a haunted house on a spaceship. Yep. And there's some kind of biblical stuff going on, too, like Satan or hell or whatever. Right. Which I, I haven't seen Alien, and it's been forever Alien. since I've seen Hellraiser. Ooh. If those weren't... If those weren't friggin' franchise movies. Right. Top of the list, stop. Just wait. Okay. Let's, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. I'm excited. Okay, the movie starts out... This First, I want to say there's a lot of dumb things in this movie that I'm going to point out, but I do I did enjoy the movie, so don't... Uh, all right. Don't, all right. don't... Well, hey, before we get knuckle deep in this, let's just... Uh, are, you, you know what? Just go for it. Let's. I'll. I'll. I'll I'm just you. saying it's one of those movies that it's easy to yeah point out the flaws, but it's well, this is your movie. first time seeing it, right? Right. So I don't so, like. Yeah. So you got to get your. Yeah, I, I can understand. So I saw this movie before, so I kind of knew what to expect, but I can see going in. I mean, you have to realize you're watching a movie that's you know 20 years old. Yes, so. and I don't want. I'm just saying. I like. I'm not gonna give my rating, but I do like this movie, so don't. Okay. Take from Good that. Good deal. Good deal. Okay, so it starts off with, like, words, whatever you call them. It says, 2015, the first colony was on yep. Mars. Uh, 2030-something, CIA starts mining and stuff. Basically, it's just advancing through the years yep. of space exploration. Uh, and then we get to 2047, which is the present... Present day, yep. Yes. Oh, no, 2040 first. They sent out... Uh, yeah, 2040, they sent out the Event Horizon. The Event Horizon, which is the name of the spaceship, to Neptune. Could you figure out why they went to Neptune specifically? No, no they didn't go to Neptune. Yes, so that comes in. We're going to jump ahead a little bit. But you find out later that nobody knew what the Event Horizon was. It was like a top so secret. It was mission. top secret because it had this gravity drive that allowed it to basically warp speed. Like so they had to get, yeah, hole. they had to go out to Neptune before they could engage the gravity drive. Otherwise, it could have like sucked, you know, the fucking whole like satellites solar and system. shit. Oh, okay. well, like Earth, they, you know, they could have so sucked in other ships and satellites and all that kind of stuff into that black hole. So that's why they had to go to Neptune. That's why they go out there. Yep. Okay, so anyways, top secret mission, and it disappears. Well, it wasn't a top secret mission. It just, I think they were just saying it was just a research vessel. Kind no of one knew it was yeah, No one knew it's true. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But anyways, it disappears, and then seven years later, they get... Uh, a distress signal. From them. So that's why... Right where it was the last contact they had of it, so... Yes. So we get to 2047, which is present day, seven years later... And first, the movie starts off with uh, Sam Neill's character, and he's having a dream where he's kind of seeing uh, the Event Horizon ship, and like there's some naked guy floating, and I don't know if there's a cross, kind of, like a cross window, just kind of a dark scene. But anyways, he wakes up, and he's in like one of the sleeper pods, and they pull him out, and it's like, oh, it's just a dream. Which is important for later. Yeah. 
uh, he gets all cleaned up and starts shaving. And God, if that motherfucker doesn't use a goddamn straight blade razor in 2047 still. Like, dude, we're at like the, you know, the Mach 7 Gillette, whatever, seven blade fucking razor that kisses your fucking cheeks, baby skin smooth. And he's out there using the straight razor from the goddamn 20s. Hilarious. I think it's kind of old a, school. It's a power move, really. Old school. I respect yeah. that. Uh, but his, his character's name is Dr. Weir. And he's shaving, whatever, grabs a picture of his wife, says, I miss you. So we know that's going to come back later. Something to do with his wife. Oh, yeah. She's deceased. Ish. <laughs> deceased ish. Uh, the name of their ship is called the Lewis and Clark. Yep. Nice little pun. Play on words there. Way to go, NASA. I feel like their ship kind of looks like... Uh, Native American? No, it doesn't. Oh. Not Native American at all. Uh, it looks like the ship from Star Trek, kind of, where... Oh. Is it the one Chewbacca drives in Star Trek? Star the Wars, you idiot. Oh, Millennial Falcon or something? Yes. Uh, no, we're like uh, <laughs> the captain's kind of sitting in this floating chair. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's which uh, the captain is... Jean-Luc Picard. No, in this movie. Lawrence Fishburne. Yes, which also is kind of like the Matrix, where he's the captain of the ship on that, too. Yeah, and they do have those goofy chairs, too. Hmm. Yeah. Wachowski Brothers. There's a lot of... Oh. Almost Excuse Matrix me. stuff in here. Kind of a little bit, maybe. Oh, his name is Captain Miller. He's kind of yep. telling everybody what to do. He's the captain of the ship. Uh, Sam Neill's character, Dr. Weir, is like the not part of the crew. He's the new guy. Yeah, you can you can tell right away. I, I guess I could at least. But yeah, he's, he's, he's an outsider, and he's the... Uh, the scientist, the local scientist. I guess you don't find out right away what his role is, but you can tell he doesn't fit in. Right. So. And then we get kind of get our whole crew. I don't know. There's like maybe 10 of them. Yeah, not even. But everyone has their job. Like yep. some people are. You got a pilot. You got an engineer. Which uh, apparently. A medical technician. Apparently that's a lot like Alien, but I don't know. Right. Because I've never seen it. Well, it's probably a lot like real life too. I mean, you're going to have people that. Our other specialties. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we get Dr. Weir. He hears someone whisper to him. He's kind of hallucinating and stuff. Oh, he finds a naked, wet woman in a chair and turns her around and she has like dark eyes or no eyes. I don't know. So did like when did you were you catching on to who these people were when you know because there's multiple crew members having hallucinations did you catch on who they were or yeah it's like, pretty easy like okay. this is obviously his his wife who died yeah well did you know though that it was his wife that died I, I mean I picked up on it pretty quick Later, okay yeah I, yeah a lot of people have hallucinations in this movie but anyways they're on this Lewis and Clark ship heading towards the event horizon. And Dr. Weir finally tells them why they're really going out there, which I kind of felt it was kind of dumb. Like, why would they send these people out here not knowing what they were going to work on? But they would have no reason to. That's one of the things, I guess. I mean, if, if, if I guess there's no better time than now to kind of get into some of the problems I had. 
but the first thing I thought of is like you have this ship. It's a massive fucking ship, and you only have like six. I think there are six people on it. The Event Horizon. Yes. Which yeah, it is a huge ship compared to Lewis massive. and Clark. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Well, I, well, I meant Lewis. Even Lewis and Clark though didn't seem like a very big ship. Yeah. But you only have six people on there. Not a single one of them was any kind of like cop or military or something. So, I mean, they didn't give a lot of backstory in this, but, you know, I've seen this movie multiple times. This is the the first time I'd seen it recently, but I'm sitting there thinking like, man, is the United States the only, granted that this was more of like a global kind of um, adventure because there was a lot of different people. Everyone on there is, a lot of them are from different countries. Yeah, yeah, because they had, you know, they had uh, Australia, Great Britain on there. But is there not like a China or North Korea? So my whole point is, is why wouldn't you assume that maybe it was like hijacked or something? Or or, or is there no one else that has a capability of getting out there kind of thing? I think there's some, some Somalian space pirates out there. <laughs> something. Someone. Or even aliens. Like, I yeah. mean, even if they had never run into aliens, it'd be pretty naive if you're this far in the future with this type of technology to not expect you're going to run into somebody. So it kind of blew my mind that... You just got these regular people out there that are fucking, you know, a pilot and mechanic and doctor, and you don't have anyone that knows how to defend themselves, or they don't have any kind of military people with any kind of weapons. Oh or yeah, just I thought that was just kind of ridiculous. Oh, we got a ship that disappeared. It came back seven years later. Well, where the fuck did that ship go? Who took it? What happened to it? Why wouldn't you have any any kind of? So that that's I don't know. Uh, side fact. Uh. Russian uh, astronauts used to carry shotguns with them for when they came back to Earth and landed in Siberia for bears. Bears, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they're Shoot a shotgun in space and the fucking blast. Actually, I don't think... uh, I don't know if it would work. Yeah, it would work because you wouldn't be able to ignite the powder. Huh! Look at that. You guys just learned something. Science. Science, motherfucker. Okay, so about science, Dr. Weir finally explains to them that the Vent Horizon was trying to... It was a top secret mission where they were going to try to, like, basically open a black hole to, like, travel through dimensions instead of going... Not go- really dimensions. Instead so- of... Right. Instead of going, like, the speed of light, which is physically impossible, they're just going to try to, like... the space-time continuum. I will say that I I did read, too, that uh, Neil... I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson uses that exact same analogy that he does. He takes a piece of paper, and and on each side of the piece of paper, on the far ends, you have point A and point B, and he folds it in half to get this. So I thought that was a really cool... sticks a pencil through it. Yep. I thought that was really cool how... um, he kind of uh, explained. Yeah, it was a bunch that. of science. It, made, it made a lot of sense. <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of science in here that probably doesn't make sense, but it doesn't matter because it's a horror Well, movie. I was going to say, for someone like you and me and most of our fans, like, we don't fucking know. Yeah, otherwise, if you're a scientist or Neil deGrasse Tyson watching this, you're like, no fucking way. But you know what? Whatever. They made it sound like it fucking makes sense and works, so I'm there. Right. So the event horizon, the ship, has this thing called the gravity drive, which is basically the thing that opens this black hole for them to jump through different planes or whatever. Yep. This is what Dr. Ware is explaining to them. And so it's only supposed to 
it's supposed to be a pretty quick process, but apparently it took seven years for it to come back. And now they're going to the event horizon to try to save the crew and figure out what happened. And uh, they, well, so their distress signal they're kind of listening to, and it's all first the the crew is just like of the event horizon. It's a video. It's like yeah, we're doing good. We're about to try out the gravity drive for the first time, and then it Spirits cuts. Are high. It cuts to and the video gets all jumbled, and you just hear kind of screaming. You hear someone speaking in Latin. Uh, At two, yeah, he's saying something. It turns out someone on the Lewis and Clark uh, speaks Smith. Latin. Yeah, I think it's or no DJ. I got DJ. those two mixed up a lot. Yep, he speaks Latin, and the guys say I'm speaking Latin on the video, saying "Save me." Yeah, he's like At two, May. He's like, oh yeah, that says "Save me." Uh, they find the event horizon, and it is massive. Yeah, that's a big old fucking ship. And there's like a long tube with like another little... Yeah, that fucking main tunnel thing was... God, that had to have been like fucking half a mile long. Yes. And then there's like another little pod on the end of it, and that's where they dock at. Docking. What? Docking. I don't know what you're doing right now with your fingers. <laughs> Wait, is this a gay joke? Why are you rubbing... Wait... It's called docking. Oh, my God. Like scissoring, <laughs> but docking. Oh, uh, yeah. You would know that. Okay. Okay. So Look it up, ladies and gentlemen, docking. Anyways, Weir, Dr. Weir, apparently architect the whole ship, so he knows all of it. And the tube is meant to blow up. In case of an emergency, and there's a little pod on the end of it to get away. Um, yeah, like on both sides, there's a pod. But I think it's meant, well, I think it's meant to get away from the fucking gravity drive. Or, yeah, or event horizon, or whatever, just in case. Yeah. Uh, and so they all kind of split up. Three people go to investigate the event horizon, the ship. And so in the ship, we have. Um, I think we have uh, Miller, and we have Justin. Captain Miller, right? Justin, and then Peters, I think. The the woman. The woman doctor, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So then we have Stark, DJ, and Smith on the ship still, and yeah. Weir. Yes. So we have seven characters total in this movie. Uh, Miller, Captain Miller gets hit by a hand just floating around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's the ship, everything has been kind of like turned off and it's frozen and there's no gravity in there. So everything just kind of like floating around and they like, uh, all three of them are kind of hallucinating once they get on the ship and like they see blood everywhere. Justin goes and finds the gravity Gravity drive. drive. Yeah. And it has like a. It doesn't, but what he's seeing, I think it's like a, like oil, I would say. Oh, the, yeah, there's like floating blobs of some liquid or Liquid something, going yeah. around. And this is also from the Matrix too, but he kind of pokes it and it yeah. kind of ripples. 
and then he sticks his hand in the goop for some reason. And then he never gets, ever do if you've ever seen a fucking horror movie. Oh, come on, dude. You're in space on a ship that's been gone for seven years. Yes. He gets sucked into the goop and then stuff just starts blowing up on the Lewis and Clark shit for some reason. Well, I think uh, there was it's, it got jostled around. I don't know. It's damaged, though, yeah. so they're going to have to fix it. Uh, oh, Cooper. This is a black guy. Yep. Kind of, like, cocky. I like him. He's a good character. Yeah. Yep. goes kind of like Mr. Fix-It. Yeah, he goes to save Justin from the goop. Justin pops out, but he's, like, comatose. Yeah, he got sucked all the way in. And you're left to assume that wherever fucking Rent Horizon went, Justin just went. Yeah. So he came back and... And he's just, like, out of it. Yeah. You can tell he got this shit scared out of him. Yeah. Probably literally. But he's not talking. He's just, like... No. He's unconscious. Fucked. So, but there's enough damage to Lewis and Clark that the whole crew has to board the Event Horizon for now. And... A few of them decide to try to go and fix the ship. Captain Miller, I think, Cooper, and is it DJ or Smith? One Smith. Of them. Smith. DJ is Jason Isaacs. But yeah, they're out trying to... It got jostled around, and basically some debris hit the ship, kind of ruptured or fractured the hull, and um, it was losing... They have, like, these little cylinder tubes that recycle the carbon monoxide and turn it back into oxygen or something like that. So, basically, shit's hitting the fan right now. Yeah. And Cooper's trying to tell Weir what happened. Weir's like, that's not possible. People keep, like, hallucinating and stuff. And Dr. Weir just keeps trying to, like, say it's not possible and stuff. Like, And you can tell he's in denial because the same shit's happening to him. Right. Because so. he keeps seeing his dead wife. Yeah. And, well, I don't know if this is because the ship is calling it or because it's, like, it's his baby. Like, he built the ship, so he doesn't want to believe something's wrong with the ship no. in the gravity drive. Uh, okay, so we get Peters, which is a woman. She's the doctor. Yeah. And she keeps seeing her son, basically, that she had to leave behind. And so you can tell like this. So at this point in the movie, did you have any idea what was going on or what happened? What were your theories at this point in the movie? Like with the ship or in general, did you know? Well, I don't know. Any ideas? I think it's kind of ambiguous even at the end. Well, there's a main kind of idea i guess but what were your what were your thoughts that were going on i guess because i'm curious because this you know up to this point in the movie you can tell that it's 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 individual it's it's playing with each individual's fears or emotions right so yeah i got that yeah so like uh so were you thinking aliens were you thinking demons possessions or were you probably so, I mean, the whole point of this movie is basically that this movie literally went to hell and back. Like, yeah. literally. And then it brought something back, back with yeah. it. Yeah, so it brought, it brought back, you know, demons and whatever. The right. ship itself is alive. It's haunted. And it's 
picking on your personal emotions like uh, yeah and that's what really makes it terrifying because it's it's unique to you it's not like you got some fucking nun or some monster going around i mean they're they're playing with each individual's emotions and it knows things that i no think one that's else even knows. scary yeah yep and i think that's even scarier like a uh, Captain Miller. Yeah, with the with the guy that he had to leave behind that was on. Yeah, he's on know. fire, yep. and he keeps seeing it. And he never told anybody that. And yeah, yep. So it's it's pretty unique. But yeah, so at this point as well, what were your thoughts on Weir? I honestly, when the movie starts out, he kind of looks like the main protagonist. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. Obviously, he's in denial, but I just thought it was because. It's his ship, right? And he wants it to be a success because that's like his life's work. Yeah, because there's a couple different things with this too. It does a really good job. So if you look a little bit deeper, I mean, you can clearly tell that yes, you find out this is his ship, this is his baby, and he has he's very obsessive uh, over it. And then in a few minutes here, we find out about his wife and that his wife killed himself. And it's because... Killed herself. Or killed herself. <laughs> his husband, not, not his wife. And it was because Weir was basically married to his work. So, I mean, there's a lot of obsession that goes with that. Right. There's a lot of, so, like, eh, like morality stuff, I guess. Like, <clears throat> you paid for your sins, but yeah, not even. That. Some of it, at least with Weir... Okay, so the whole crew gets back together and they're watching the final log from the Event Horizon. Which is hilarious because, I mean, we're in 2047 and they've figured out how to master interdimensional travel, but they cannot figure out digital fucking storage. I mean, you've got like radios hanging on the curly Q CB wires. You've got like fucking VHS tapes and DVDs and stuff like. Yeah. <laughs> if this movie they popped a, in a CD. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If this movie isn't a product of its fucking time, golly. But I, I, th- I just thought that was funny. What's gonna be the same shit in I twenty years from now? It's, you know, it's funny because the last time I watched this movie, I didn't think two fucking seconds about it. But you know, because back then, you know, people were like, "Well, yeah, that's that's what happens." Nowadays, everyone's like, man, you, you could have fucking a goddamn zip drive the size of my thumb that would fucking hold every piece of information on that. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah. thought that was kind of funny. It was a little ridiculous, but tried tried not to let it detract from it. But I just felt myself laughing like, look at this fucking you dummies. Yeah, <laughs> you guys, you're fucking talking on a CB radio from like 1980. <laughs> But yeah, so but yeah, they're 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 fucking around because Peters is having a hard time getting the quote unquote CD out of the drive. Right, we've all been there that are thirty years old or older. Okay, but this, I got a little mixed up. This is different than the distress call that they got. This is the last log. This is where you see like the distorted video. Well, yeah, I, I guess the first one, you already talked about the first yeah, one. Yeah, you right? kind of yeah. hear screaming and stuff. Yeah. And someone say something loud. But anyways, in this, this is right before they test the gravity drive. And the captain of the Event Horizon says something Latin like, I don't know, good luck or something. Well, yeah, they, oh, yeah, 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 in the beginning, yes. yeah. Yeah, so yes. maybe he must have been the one from the distress signal saying, save me in Latin. Yeah. Yeah, so they they just got the radio signal that was all 
scrambled up, which I find funny too because that radio signal came in and you'd have to imagine that 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 went through a thousand different ears of people that heard it. And then you just happen to have six people on a fucking ship and one of them's like, oh, that's Latin. It says, save me. Right. And these are all really smart people that <laughs> yeah. couldn't figure out that yeah. was Latin before, even if they didn't know what it was saying. But, you know, on the flip side, I mean, this is 2047. Maybe Latin's kind of uh, yeah. like a fucking forgotten language and there's only, a, you know, fucking a not many people, people know much about it. So. Yeah. That's a good point. Whatever. I mean, I'll, I'll let that slide, but I just, that's one of the things I thought. All right. A little bit different from me watching the movie multiple times. So I guess I go in to a viewing like this, like trying to dissect it a little bit more. I'm not necessarily, you know, trying to pick it apart, but these are just some of the things I've noticed. Yeah. So, but is that fair, though, with a movie that's fucking 22 years old? I can't help it, but. Who knows? Yeah. Okay, uh, Justin, who is coming to start seizing, and yeah. DJ goes up to him, like tries to calm him down, and Justin like wakes up for a second, looks at him, says the dark. Mm-hmm. He didn't say it like that. He probably says the dark. I don't know how he says it. <laughs> the dark. Freakily. Uh, okay, Weir goes to try to fix the gravity drive or something, and he's in like uh, a shaft tunnel type thing but yeah all lit up by green lights yeah apparently it's just like full of fucking circuit boards which welcome to 1990 right that'll fit on a thumb drive now uh (laughs) but it's kind of a cool setting for this scene and he hears someone say billy which is that's what his wife calls him billy he's william Mm mm-hmm and he kind of looks around. It's very, it's very creepy setting. Like you said, it's very claustrophobic. and It's a good... It, it works. Yep. It's like an air duct kind of thing. Uh, the lights kind of start to strobe. They're sectioned off. So, like, one section goes off. Another section goes off. One goes on. Like, kind of like they're about to go out. We kind of see... Uh, we know it's his wife. But a shadowy figure, like, crawling on yeah, all fours. Go creepy. by real quick. It's pretty creepy. creepy. And then finally all the lights go off and then they pop back on and there's the woman. Here's your jump scare. Right next to him. Mm. She says, be with me forever. And then she disappears. I think lights go off again or something and come back on. She's gone. And you'd think at this point he'd, we would finally be like, fucking, hey, okay, me, I, I'm seeing some shit too. Kind of well, thing. he kind of tries to explain it like, oh... Yeah. Going through that, you can hallucinate or something. He tries to explain it away. Uh, Captain Miller sees a man on fire coming out of the gravity drive. Goes back to... Playing to... Yeah, playing to his personal fears and... So the whole crew gets back together and they're all kind of telling them, telling everybody their hallucinations, but Dr. Weir just like, no, it's... You're not... It's just a hallucination. Nothing's going on. It's just... It's your own mind playing tricks on you, basically trying to explain it away. Someone says, this ship is fucked or fucked up. I don't know who says it. DJ or Smith. I keep getting those mixed up. I think it's... uh, Or Cooper, maybe. No. I don't remember. Okay. Lieutenant Stark, which is the other female. The hot blonde. Yeah. She's not in it much. She says it's like this ship has a life of its own, which is kind of the whole point of the movies where the ship is like it's, yeah it's possessed, possessed or yeah. something yeah like it is his own mind 
Okay, so we get Peters again is alone. She's a female scientist or whatever. And she starts hearing noises. The lights go down and there's just like a loud banging at the door. Then all of a sudden all the lights behind her just blow up. Which do lights even do that? I don't know. But just sparks everywhere. <laughs> In movies they do all the fucking time. She runs to the crew. Tries to tell him what happened. Something starts banging on the door again. Then the lights spark again. And then Dr. Weir is oddly calm, walks in. Which he's kind of like, what's going on with him? Like, why is yeah. he so calm when everyone else is freaking the fuck out? Oh, he goes to open the door to hear what the banging is. But Lieutenant Stark stops him and then the banging stops. Alarms go off that someone is in the airlock. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then the only person that isn't with them is Justin, who should be in a coma right now. Yeah. And and I will say there's some legitimately freaky scenes that happen with Justin laying on the med table and Peter's in the room by herself. She's hallucinating half the time. You know, you don't know if what she's looking at is real or not. And. You know, one of the times her her fucking son was, you know, or no, that's coming up actually, I think. But there at, at this point though, still there was some pretty legit scary sequences happening, and then you have this point where Justin, boom, all of a sudden he's in the airlock, and he's up, he's Adam, and he's semi coherent. He's like in a trance. Yes. So yeah, that, that's a good way to put it. The airlock is. Where you go to inner outer space. Mm. So he shuts himself out there. And Peters is trying to talk to him through a window. While other people are trying to like hack the airlock to get him to open the door to get him back in. Uh, Lieutenant Miller, Cooper, and maybe DJ are outside working on the Lewis and Clark. Yeah. No, Smith. I don't know. I keep getting mixed Smith, up. Smith is the Smith is like my favorite character. He's the uh, he's see, like the main pilot guy. He's like the white guy. See the British dude. Yeah, the British guy. Yeah, he's cool as fuck. But anyways, Justin's just kind of standing out there, and Peter's trying to get his attention. He turns around. He says, "Did you hear it? It shows you horrible things." And. He basically, what does he say? He says, I've seen if you saw what I yeah. saw, you wouldn't try to stop me. Yes. So basically, yep. Justin's trying to open the airlock so he can kill himself by getting sucked into space. So basically, at this point, you're like, all right, this ship literally has been to fucking hell and back. Yeah, okay. So Cap- Captain Miller's making his way, like, through Hauling space, yeah. floating, trying to get to Justin. You have to remember how fucking big this event horizon is. I mean, you just the like main tunnel alone is, god damn, that's just long. Yeah, so he's like crawling on the tunnel trying to get to it. And they can't get the door open to get Justin out. And so he eventually opens the door to the outside space. Oh, no, he kind of comes to and he's like, what's going on? Where am I? Where am I? Open the door. Open the door. Like yeah, freaking now out. Now he's like, oh, fuck. And Captain Miller's like, just stay calm, cover your eyes, shut your eyes. And the door opens and, like, his veins start to burst or something. Like, he starts bleeding from all his orifices. Orifices? 
I don't know, his eyes start to bleed. Yeah, so Miller gets on. He's all like, all right, close your eyes, uh, exit all the air out of your lungs, get yourself in the fetal position, which I think is true for the most part. Like, you can survive right. in space for, you know, up to like a minute or something. He's like trying that. to calm down, basically. But just yeah, space is not is a, Yeah, space listening. is a fucking vacuum, so just make sure you get all the fucking air out of your lungs and... Justin's not listening because he's freaking the yeah, fuck yeah, out. You're, he's yeah. like, oh my god, ah. like, yeah. Which I mean, who, who? I don't know who wouldn't when R- yeah, you're yeah, right, bleeding from your eyes. And this is another part from the Matrix where uh, Captain Miller kind of jumps off the wall and catches him, and gets him back inside the airlock. Oh, yeah, they get he, the like, door closed. Him in, yeah. Which is the last scene from the first Matrix where he jumps off the wall and runs. But anyways, they get Justin back inside, and he's all fucked up again. Basically, back into his coma. Okay, then DJ, which is the guy that speaks Latin, is re-listening to the thing. And he says, I I messed up the translation. He didn't say, save me. He said, save yourself. At tu ame, or something like that. Yeah, It's not at tu me, it's at tu ame. Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck. He said, save yourself from hell. Yeah. And this is kind of where we get the ship went to hell and came back mm-hmm. and it brought hell with it. Uh, finally, Peters and Stark fixed the distortion on the CD so we can see what was happening. And this is the large part that got cut out of the movie. But we get to yeah. see some of it. Yeah, this is... This is, this is event horizon in a nutshell right here this is the the freaky part of the movie but yeah you have so in this god how long is this clip like 15 seconds maybe not even maybe maybe it's short but in this scene you you see everyone so one guy has one chick and he is banging her on uh on top of the computers there's another one where there's a guy bent over, like arms, like he's grabbing onto something, and there's a chick behind him ramming a pipe up his ass. Yeah. You've got another guy, the captain, I think, that has his eyes gouged out, and he's overlooking everything. And then you have another one that's getting his eyes fucking gouged out by someone else. Well, there's one guy holding his own eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. I think one of them's like eating his hand, like sticking his arm yeah, in his yeah, throat he, or yeah. something. So this scene originally was um, they hired porn stars to be in it. Oh, really? Yes. So the original part of this was a, a lot worse where you had a lot more of the the dude getting ass fucked with a metal pipe. You had another one where there was someone trying to crawl away and you had three people beating them with lead with, with pipes like in their like chunks of their legs were falling off. I mean, this was a really, really graphic and brutal scene. It's like and a fucked up snuff film. Pretty much, yeah. And they ended up, um, you know, trimming it down to the 15, 20 second version that you see now. It's kind but, of funny that I heard porn, <laughs> porn actresses. Yep. I actually, so uh, I, I texted Drunk Darius. This, ironically enough, the night before, um, I guess we're recording, it was on IFC. So I texted him. I was like, hey, it's on IFC. So I recorded it. And I watched uh, half of it later that night and half the rest of the morning. But when this part came on, I was able to, like, pause it and I could go, like, scene for scene. So I was able to see, like, exactly, like, what was fucking going on in this uh, 
disgusting fucking awesome horror movie scene that that is it was great it's pretty gnarly okay so after seeing this Captain Miller does what no one in any horror movie does it says fuck this like yeah we're leaving <laughs> we're getting out of here like but Dr. Weir is like he's kind of in a trance now himself he has been he's like no we're not leaving she won't let you leave or something like that he doesn't want to leave yeah so this brings me up to a whole other theory i had here but we're gonna uh take a quick break and um we're gonna when we get back we're gonna talk about the beer we're having and wrap up talk is cheap motherfucker and we're back yeah poop break over that was a good one. You pushed that football. Push that football. Hey, let's talk about what we're drinking tonight. So this is a repeat from February 11th, and we are drinking Clown Shoes Bubble Farm. This is an American IPA. It's pretty good. Last time we rated this a 4.25. Hey, hit us up on Untapped if you'd like. If you guys like beer and you like trying something new, find us on there i'm on there at least under boss tuna but we drank this one already for whatever episode we did on we did on february 11th but we gave it a 4.25 this is a really really good ipa so if you like ipas i would check out clown shoes uh they are i guess a microbrewery out of boston boston uh, pock the car by the bar sigma cack I don't know. Hack the car at the bar. You like apples? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I could do a Boston <laughs> exit. But no. If it made it all the way here, I'm sure it's probably pretty nasty. Pretty tasty. Yeah. Um, think about it, Drunk Dairy says, is it as good as you thought it was? Yeah, it's good. I like it. I, yeah, it's tasty. I dig. It's tasty. All right, hey, let's get back into it. So we left off where Miller was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yes, and Weir's like, no, we're not leaving. She won't let you leave. And then he kind of disappears as fuck. into the shadows. And when he said this, I wasn't sure if he's talking about his ex-wife or the ship itself. The ship. Well, I mean, we know it's the ship. I don't know if he's talking about the ship or if he's talking about his Oh, that's wife. a good point because, yeah, he was... I, uh, he, he was um, experiencing the hallucinations from his ex-wife. So. And, yeah, he wants to be with her. Yeah. I guess I never like, thought about it that way where... I mean, at first, you have to imagine because they talked about later on, everybody was admitting the hallucinations they had but Weir was the one that did not say so everyone else was like hey I'm having shit oh, yeah, I'm seeing, seeing shit this too. isn't real yeah. Weir is the only one that did not fess up so I guess for a while there you kind of left with the characters thinking that they're just going crazy not, yeah. not the sense that it's the entire ship or the entire crew so they probably were just like oh man maybe it's just me kind of thing so yeah I don't know yeah, it's weird. It's it's tough. I mean, it's it's really fun to kind of sit here and oh, I would never do that, or I wouldn't do that in this case. Yeah, motherfucker, you've never been in that that situation before, so uh, it'd be interesting. I'd never want to be in that, but uh, yeah. So Cooper and DJ are working on the Lewis and Clark trying to fix it, and they said twenty minutes will be done. 
so they can leave. Uh, in Smith, the whole time, we really haven't talked much about a couple of these characters, but Smith, the whole time, is the, the British guy that's like the, the pilot, I guess you would say. Yeah. He is a he is like one of my favorite actors or actors. He's one of my favorite characters in this in this part. But he he's like the guy like I feel like most people watching a horror movie would be like, "Yep, that's me. That's me in a horror movie." He he was like, "Fuck this. Let's get out of here. This is fucking bullshit. What you guys are going on that ship? Nope. Fuck that. I'm going to stay here and fix this kind of thing." So he's like kind of realistic. He's the stoner from Cabin in the Woods. Pretty much, yeah, he kind of was. He kind of was, so. But. Uh, okay, so they're trying to get that ship fixed so they can leave. Uh, I don't know, Peter's, I think they're all trying to find Weir or something on the event horizon, but Peter's is at the gravity drive, and she sees her son, which is a hallucination or whatever, yep. and it tricks her into falling down the shaft where she lands and dies in water. She's all bloody and... Yeah, well, she falls like, fucking she, she falls a little bit. Several stories. Yeah. And on, uh, enough where she falls onto like a, like a steel fucking catwalk that just folds in half, so... Yeah, you know she's fucked. Uh, anyways, Weir finds her and sees her laying in bloody red water. So p- part of me too, like I, I will say that I had, it's been so long since I saw this movie, you know, and the question I was going to ask you, Mr. Drunk Darius at the end was, is do you think that Weir was losing it before he got obsessed? Or do you think that he still had it together and then was taken over and possessed? Got possessed. Um, I think he was losing it before. I do too. But this this part right here is one of those that there's ducks in my garage. Uh, there's parts before that were making me think one thing, and then there was this part here where he um, so he, he he goes in to find uh, Peters. Yeah, you know, just all fucked up from falling. And he's legitimately, like, taken aback. And he's like, oh, my God. Like, he almost seems like a good person. Like, he yes. wants to help her or yes. something. Yes. Real quick. Real quickly, he does. Real quickly, he does. So. Um, but I think it's kind of like Justin where he's, like, in a trance. And then for sure. a second, he was like, oh, no, save me. Open the yeah. door. Yeah. I don't know if he, like, popped in and out of that trance. But I, I think it was. I, I think the reason that he kind of is. So there's another thing too that we should get to is with the end. Well, we'll I guess remind me and we'll talk about this at the ending. But the ending was different than what it should have been as well. But I think there's a reason that he was kind of more seen as uh, the bad guy, and it is because he is kind of on the fringe. I mean, he's barely holding it together, really, because. Right. Um, you know, I, I I guess let's talk about the fact that even before they get and board onto uh, the Event Horizon, he's having those nightmares about his wife. Yes. So he's already susceptible to whatever is going on, whether it's possession or... or, or evil powers. Evil powers. Yeah, he's already susceptible to that. Before so, they even get on it. Yes, yes. So he's already barely holding it together, and then you get him, and he's, you know... I, I mean... He, 
they don't really give a timeline of when his wife killed himself, but you have to imagine it's been herself. many years herself. Did I say himself again? Yeah. Man, what a fucking bitch. Do you want to be married to him? What a bitch. But you have to imagine that this is probably the the highlight of his fucking life in the last how many years, you know, so. Right. There, the there's highlight, a lot of, the... Well, yeah, I mean, this is like major finding moment. importance in himself. Oh, this yeah, is, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, there's there's a lot going on uh, with with Weir in particular. But so, yeah, no, I, I was curious to see kind of, you know, because I, I do like that they kind of leave certain things open-ended. Yeah. With, yeah, with it, that, so. It's kind of turning from this ship is his baby, so that's why he doesn't want to leave it to... He doesn't want to leave it because his wife. And then yeah. some, he slowly turns worse and worse. But then it, he doesn't want to leave it because his wife or some evil entity is taking over him or something. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, he finds Peters in the bloody water. And then it cuts to he hallucinates and he's in a bathroom with his wife. And she's getting a niggity. Yep. So you can tell that this is really what happened to his wife, but he is, he's is like, hallucinating that he is actually there with her. Right. And he's trying to talk to her, yep. and she's just like, doesn't hear him or whatever. And he watches her like slit her wrist and stuff. And he's like, no, why'd you do that? Don't do it. So the scene, it is a pretty good scene because if you've never seen this movie, you're watching this like, you know, what's going on? Because she's in the bathroom and she's like looking in the mirror and, you know, doing whatever. And then she disrobes and she's running the bath water. So, I mean, this 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 goes on for, you know, a, few about minutes. a minute, a couple minutes. Yeah. yeah. And she gets into the bathtub and then she pulls out a razor. So, I mean, he's trying I, to I can, tell yeah. her, like, I'm sorry. Like, yep. yeah. So, at first, you can tell, you, you know, you might be a little bit like, wait, 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 what's going on here? So, yeah. But then he comes to and he's back in front of the gravity drive and there she is again, his naked wife with her. I don't know if she has eyes, but they're just like real dark, right? No. And she like sticks her thumbs in his eyes and like basically just tears them out. That was awesome. It's pretty, you don't really see, see, but you know what's going on. Yes. And then it cuts to next scene Cooper whatever is working on the Lewis and Clark there's two minutes left before it's ready to go uh, DJ is it Smith is DJ which one's your favorite DJ uh, Smith is he, the pilot he's on he's on the ship so right well him and DJ and, or no Smith and Cooper are the ones that are repairing it DJ is Jason Isaacs so DJ's on the ship Yes. And he sees Weir, like, walking out of the ship. And the whole crew's kind of been looking for Weir this whole time. And he radios to Captain Miller, like, hey, I just saw Weir just leaving the ship, leaving Lewis and Clark. And meanwhile, Captain Miller is on, like, the tunnel. So we're not at the point where DJ is fucking strung up dead. Did we skip that? I don't know. I think it's Smith that I'm talking about. Okay, so, yeah, so Smith is the one that finds the bomb. Oh, I think I... Yeah, yeah so we skipped, skipped over that. the part with DJ. Yes. So that was a great fucking scene because whatever happened with that, I guess, because you don't really know, basically there's some shit going down and... No, no. Oh, hold on. Okay, 
Uh, anyways, DJ's on the ship, sees we're walking off. Captain Miller's oh, yes. in the tunnel, and he sees one of the explosives is missing. He's like, get off the ship. I think we're just put an explosive on it. And DJ's like, oh, I'll find it. And he finds it, and there's a timer on it, and there's five seconds left. And he blows up. Yeah, he's like rifling through all the shit in the, in the cargo bay. Yeah, he, he finally fucking finds it, and then it's just like... It's just too late. Yeah, there, there's enough time for you to be like, fuck. Yeah. And then to but realize at the same time, there's nothing you can do, and just watch it go five, four, and then just... Right. So the Lewis and Clark blows up, and Cooper was working on the outside. He was the only one. And he gets yep. blown out into space. It's like, why does this always fucking happen to me? Yep. It's like, what am I going to do? He's just floating out into space. But then he uh, decides to use his air tank and, like, release his air and use it kind of like a little jet pack in space to try to get back to the event horizon. I, I'm going to interrupt you real quick here. Have you ever seen Gravity? No, I haven't. Oh. But that's Not- kind of the whole point in that movie, isn't it? Not necessarily a horror movie per se, but if that movie doesn't fucking elicit just the helpless type feelings, like, good God, man, that, uh, yeah, that, that fucking movie, oh, I would highly, highly recommend. If you like anything with space or you're fascinated by space, check that movie out because it makes you feel, gives you the feels. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty terrifying way to die just yeah you're just floating in space until you die just waiting until your oxygen runs out uh okay so captain miller radios to smith and he's like take out weir and smith's like i got this and like turns around and then he sees weir with no eyes and not smith okay this is dj then yes then smith was the one that just got blown up on the ship Yes, okay, DJ. DJ's like, I got this. And he turns around, and there's Weir with no eyes. Okay, that's what it was. That's what happened. Uh, then he cuts him open. Like, Yeah, you don't see anything, though, until... Weir, like, just stabs him. Yeah, we don't yeah. see what really what happens. Basically, we, we fu- you get the idea of Weir kills DJ. And then this is where Miller runs... Because he kind of hears over the radio what happens to find Smith or DJ. Which one is it? DJ. To find DJ, and he's, like, filleted like a fish, like, hanging from yeah, the Yeah, so if you haven't seen this movie, I mean, well, first off, you should be checking these movies up before we uh, break them down. Yeah. Because, really, this is, yeah. So, he's hanging upside down over a medical table, I guess. And he, so he's like looking at it, but he is cut from, uh, if you ever, if you know how they do a autopsy where they like cut your whole sternum and stomach open, he's like got fish hooks that are holding him up from the outside. So he's like splayed open looking over the fucking table. It's, it's a really good scene. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty gruesome. Yeah. But okay. So we Captain Miller, Morpheus here, grabs a gun, which apparently did have guns there. Right. Was it a gun? It was. I think it was like the one of the repair items, so like like a. It shoots like fucking bolts into the right hull or something like that. So not some really kind of projectile. Yes. Thing, and he finds Stark, who's she's like passed out. I think by the gravity drive, wakes her up, 
then they find Weir is there, and he says, he's trying to activate the gravity drive. He says, where we're going, you won't need eyes, yeah. or something like that. Some creepy shit starts with, with Weir. Yeah. Um, basically explains the whole point in the movie that it went into a different evil dimension and came back and brought evil with it and it's alive. So we're trying to take him back to that basically hell. Trying to take him back to hell. So I guess you're kind of left up with your own imagination as far as, um, is, uh, yeah, yeah. Is it hell they went is to? Hell? Is it just like a different uh, dimension? Because, I mean, really, if you want to go there, you could just say it went to a different dimension where Everything's you know, it, bad. everyone was demons and, right. or bad or something like that, where they could be, you know, possession. They never really come out so and you, say hell. Right. So, but, yeah, so I guess you just have to assume that... Um, yeah, I mean, almost part of me is what is thinking that it was just a dimension where, you know, hell isn't necessarily hell where it's, you know, like you grow up thinking it's like in the center of the earth where all the bad people go. Right. It might just be another dimension where your fucking soul floats around with a bunch of bad people kind of thing. And maybe that's where, you know, these people were at kind of thing where, you know, they went to this dimension that was a whole lot of it's a parallel bad stuff. Universe. And parallel, yeah, exactly. So. But I think he has a gun now. Weird does. So he kind of has. Yeah, he's he's got. Yeah, he's got like a it shoots like bolts or some shit. It Whatever. repairs the hull kind of thing. But yeah, but he, he's got some kind of projectile. He has Captain Miller and Lieutenant Stark like kind of trapped. They can't do anything. So shoot him. So while he, he's trying to activate the gravity drive. And then finally, Cooper comes. He made it back, and he lands on this cross window, cross-shaped window. He's like, ooh, I made it back. And then, uh, so we're the genius scientists of the whole group. Yep. And created this whole thing. Decides to shoot at Cooper at the window and shatters the window, and it creates, like, a vacuum, so everyone's getting sucked out. And this is where... I have one of the biggest problems because this is where the movie completely fucking goes out in the left field because those pussy ass fucking test audiences from Los Angeles did not like the original way it was supposed to go. Originally, um, Weir was supposed to be the, the main antagonist at the whole entire end. The movie ends, as you'll find out in a minute, with Miller fighting uh, the Burning Man. Originally, it was supposed to be weird, but test audiences didn't like that. So they basically, it doesn't make any sense with how this ended. It really, I mean, it, it felt rushed. It felt incomplete. It just didn't feel right with the initial tone of the movie. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Well, because before this point, Weir had him by the balls. Yes. He's all-knowing. Like, I don't know, maybe he's possessed, but he he seems pretty sure. We seem pretty sure he has all the power. And then... He does the stupidest fucking thing and shoots that window, and then he gets sucked out the window. I'm like, that's the end yeah, of weird. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a pretty cool scene in that, um, I mean, with the whole, you know, shoots the window out, and then you lose pressurization, so you're 
you know, which I get, get maybe it, it is a pretty cool scene, but maybe a demon wouldn't know that. I don't know, but yeah, you would think I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But okay, so Miller saves Stark because they're both kind of almost getting sucked out, but he gra- pulls her in. They shut the door or whatever. They don't get sucked out. Uh, then the alarm goes off that there's someone on the airlock and like, oh fuck, no way we're got back on. Like he's possessed and they open it up and it's Cooper. So it's just the three of them now. And they decide to blow up that tunnel and take the escape pod. Uh, and Miller is dead set on blowing up the whole event horizon. Like he doesn't want it want it to exist like we're gonna blow this motherfucker up yeah there was a pretty cool scene earlier when this is this is a little bit ago before we even got possessed and, yeah and uh it was something along the lines of uh you know what are you gonna do and he's like we're leaving and he's like well you can't leave her something you know we need her and he's like i don't plan on leaving her we're gonna get far enough away and i'm gonna shoot you missiles know something at, yeah. missiles at her until i am satisfied that there is not a single Adam of her life. Basically, he yeah. says, we're going to blow this fucker up. Yeah. yeah, basically, he says, we're going to fucking atomize this thing. Uh, okay, so he's he's running around trying to plant explosives on the event horizon. Uh, Cooper and Stark start seeing blood everywhere. I say a flood of blood. Flood of blood. A flood of blood there, uh, yeah, bud. Then Miller gets attacked by the fireman, which is... The guy that he left behind that died on fire. Yeah, so, well, earlier you find out there's a pretty good scene where everyone's confessing their, I guess you'd say, hallucinations. And Miller is like, what I'm seeing, nobody knows. I've never told anybody this. But he was on a ship and something was something happened with the ship where he had no other choice but he had to leave and there was one other guy that was left behind and basically he had to watch him burn alive yeah and he's like let me on the shit but he like he kind of saved yeah, him he would have ki- killed everybody else if he would have let him yeah. on so this guy's attacking him and then the dude transforms and it's weird and he's like all cut up kind of so we're not really sure if it's really weird it's just like it's a hallucination of what he's seeing uh, then Weir shows, like, grabs Miller, makes him see the rest of the crew and how they're, like, being tortured in the other dimension, which I think it's the crew that's died already. Like, yeah. this is where they are. Um, and then Weir's basically in control, and he's like, you're going there, we're all going there. And Miller gets, con- like, he dropped the detonator to blow up the the charges but he finally gets to it he's like no we're not and he blows himself and we're and then horizon up and then we got cooper lieutenant starks and justin who's yep. comatose on the escape pod uh they're like flying off and then there's a giant black hole appears like on neptune and it was it suck in the event horizon kind of yeah. which is blowing up and they just kind of float off into space the escape pod they don't get sucked in by the black hole which uh, i don't know science probably yeah. wouldn't work like that but whatever hey we ain't scientists i ain't judging 
Uh, so they're in the, like, their sleep pods, and then we get a thing on the screen that says 72 days later, and Captain Miller wakes up. Is it Captain Miller? Oh, no, he's no, dead. He's, yeah, uh, he's Lieutenant Stark, the female, wakes up, and there's, like, rescue guys there helping her up. It's like, don't worry, you're safe now. And... She has a hallucination where... Oh, so the guy says they're fine, they're with us, and he flips his mask up, and it's, and it's weird. weird, with and his face all cut she up. She screams, and then she wakes up again. So it's just how the movie started with we're having a yeah. hallucination. So you're kind of led to, I, I guess, what was your take on this, this ending? What you're led to believe? Uh, either it's not over or it's not over for the crew that they left behind that died. Yeah. Like it's not, it's, maybe it's not like the evil followed them back. Maybe. I don't know. That's, that's kind of the, I mean, it's tough to say, but I guess I took it as, um, you know, kind of the same thing where they're still the, the the possession or whatever it was transferred over to um, the pod, yeah, kind of thing. So you have to assume that it's going to carry on to Earth or yeah. whatever, or that sh- that rescue ship that came or whatever. So, but no, that. Uh, yeah, I mean the ending. Oh man, I, I, you know, the one thing too, doing this kind of stuff is it would have been better if I didn't read all this kind of shit and, you know, read that. Oh, the movie was originally over two hours long and originally had this ending, and we got stuck with this one here. You right. Know, it all. Why does it always seem like Hollywood fucking ruins these movies? It always seems like they 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 get their fucking slimy fingers into this kind of shit. And they manipulate it to, you know, it seems like, well, let's, let's initially, initially uh, manipulate this movie and have it do this here just so the first like two weeks it's in the theaters, we get more people coming to it. But then you fuck over the people that really enjoy it like us, like the actual horror fans. That's the way I took it. I was pretty disappointed with Yeah. You know, it's frustrating, I guess. Well, it's uh, it's producers trying to. Yeah, hit the widest crowd possibly. And it takes away from the actual artist. But I mean, this was an R-rated movie, though. So, you know, why... why, I mean, I feel like you had a lot more wiggle room with an R-rated movie. I don't know. I was very disappointed. I mean, you know, I I, I, want to say one of the very first episodes we did, I was talking about this movie or it got brought up and I'm like, I'm just going to be hush-hush because I can't wait to cover it. And it didn't hold up as well as I wanted it to. Um, you know, the special effects, you know, obviously part of it really you cannot blame the movie because, I mean, the special effects definitely did not hold up. Um, but, you know, you can't hold that against a movie that's 22 years old. Uh, there was some dumb stuff as far as, I mean, really a lot of it that I have problems with is just what it's not. Paul W.S. Anderson's initial vision for it, which I think really could have bumped it up at least another point or two, at least, if it was the original movie he wanted. I mean, maybe the, you know, two hours and ten minute initial version might have been a little bit long, but I feel like they could have met somewhere in the middle and put out a pretty fantastic movie, so. 
Yeah, it's a great idea too. Like it is. Yeah, know, it's the, it's the black hole and they yep. go somewhere they weren't expecting. Like it mixes science with historical morality or whatever. Like usually you don't mix the Bible with science fiction, but this yeah. You know, and someone like me too that I already have an affinity for these type of movies like space horror. Like man, there's nothing scarier to me than you know even though gravity like a lot of most people would not consider gravity a horror movie but man that gives me the same fucking feels that a horror movie does just because it's just terrifying it gets your go yeah i mean you know we took the kids to fucking kennedy space center this this uh last winter and walking around there i was like scaring the shit out of myself like you know, when you're going into those simulators and, and looking at the pictures and all that kind of stuff, like, there's no fucking way I could do that. I mean, there's that's the ultimate feeling of, of uh, helplessness. I mean, you're a million miles away from anything that can even help you. Yeah, and I know you're a flat earther, so, like, <laughs> it must be weird going out there and see a globe. Yeah, but, right. Um, I can see how that would be terrifying for you, but... <laughs> God damn. All right, what do, you, what do you rank this? I gave it a 7. I gave it 6.5. Yeah. It's a fun movie. I think uh, it really it's is. worth a watch. Oh, absolutely. But it, there is obvious flaws in it. I will say, if if you are able to suspend uh, your disbelief a little bit more than the average person, you'll have a lot more fun with this movie. Or if you don't sit and fucking nitpick it. But, I mean, obviously, if you've listened to this and you're going to watch the movie now, like, you know, shame on you <laughs> because you've really, you know, you're, you're not doing yourself anything good at this point after you've heard the entire movie and everything. But it's a good movie. It's it's scary. It's, it's you know, as much as people hate when I say this kind of shit, I feel like this would be an excellent movie that could really benefit from a remake. Yeah. And I will go out as far as saying that if you get this in the right hands, it could be far better of a remake than the original. Because the concept is a right. great concept. The concept, and I think it could be executed a lot better. I mean, granted, this one had a fantastic performance all around. I mean, with all the characters. It was good acting. All very, very, very well acted. But Maybe not Justin. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Even though he seemed out of place because he seemed like he was like fucking 20 years old. Yeah in there but no i i you know seven out of ten is still a really good rating but i'm a little bit disappointed i felt like it could have been a lot better yeah so and i don't it's probably not a lot of younger people listening but full of 90s feel right like i don't know i grew up in the 90s like just how movies were made back then yeah i mean with the the jump scares were a lot more uh uh, I guess expected where they were, and I don't want to say so. unoriginality, but it's like they're just taking stuff from other other movies. Well, n- nowadays it's like you get rewarded more for being unique and different, yeah. even though obviously everyone takes stuff from Hitchcock, even so. But right, all right. Let's, let's so let's get it on seven out of ten for Boss Tuna, six and a half. Out of 10 for uh, Mr. Drunk Darius. Yeah, boy. So, um, anything else before we move into, I guess, the segment? 
Excited to get into the segment this week here. So no, I got nothing. I'll tell you what. I'm excited to get into this segment, but I'm also excited to get back into the fucking regular swing, yeah, uh, of things as far as our show goes. Because I feel like, man, I might be biased, but one of my favorite things is is the zombie gem of the week, and I'm really looking forward to fucking some cheesy ass fucking zombie shit coming yeah. up. So I've been getting into. I like those two. They're pretty. They're dumb yeah. and fun. I already have my next one picked out, so... And it's actually a really good fucking movie, too, so... All right. I'm kind of pumped, so... But, uh... Hey, instead of me sniffing in your fucking ears, uh... Let's... Let's... Let's get into this. Uh... We're gonna have to stop for a beer refill here in a second, but, uh... So, we... It's culminated after, like, a month and a half or two months of us figuring this out. I will say that... You guys really have no idea how much hard work and planning went into this. I don't either. And <laughs> even though this is my it was segment. your idea. <laughs> and I'm a little disappointed because we really didn't get as much interaction or votes as we wanted to. But you know, we, we got this like custom fucking uh bracket and this website and had to pay our I mean, it was a retarded amount of money for it to get done. $30,000. Uh, yeah, 30000 bucks. It's a lot of money. Yeah. No, but uh, it was really fun. And we're going to, I mean, this is a learning curve here, and we're still we're still new yet, so we still have. I think we uh, need to do it on a faster scale next time. Instead of I agree, yeah. We, we, and we didn't realize that until it was too late. But, no, we. I mean, this is the first year we did it. We learned a lot, and we're going to only improve upon it uh, next time. But, uh, you know, it was it was still fun. It was still fun, and yeah. we're going to improve upon it for 2019. So, uh, for you use that are not in the know what we did was is we did a 2019 horror movie bracket very similar to the march madness rather than doing 64 teams uh we did uh 32 individuals and instead of doing like the east the north the south the midwest or whatever for brackets we broke it down thusly so in the first bracket we have our heroes and underneath them, so battling against them, we have our zeros. On the other side, we have supernatural. And then underneath that, we have them battling the creatures. So what we did was, is we took 2019 movies only. And we we did not take ones that were, for the most part. Or 2018 movies. And for the most part, we did not take ones that were either part of a series or remakes or anything. So we did include Michael Myers, uh, for example, or like The Nun or whatever. And we posted them on our website, um, I should say our Facebook page, for you guys to go and vote. And what we did was we had the heroes versus the zeros, and then we had the supernatural uh, versus uh, the feature your creature. So... What we're going to do is we're going to let you guys know how the voting breaks down here between each individual matchup. We're going to give my vote, Drunk Darius's vote, and then the 
I guess your guys's kind of vote as far as the, the overall the vote. Overall, yes. So one thing with this, I will say is um, it's pretty cool. So we have. I really got to give some shout out to Brent. Um, we're gonna come up with a nickname for him because he's he's kind of I don't want to say embarrassed, but he's like, dude, I don't watch horror movies. But Sorry, he's I'm a guy that too, Brent. <laughs> Brent, but he's he's like a. A, a genius when it comes to putting this kind of stuff together. So he he helped he did our our cover photo or our our logo. I guess you can say he he did this. I mean he put all the work into this um, this bracket challenge as well too. So he he's really creative with that kind of stuff. He helped us uh, market it out a little bit as well. But the whole thing was is he told me earlier he's like hey whatever movie wins first I'm going to. Uh, Watch it. I'm going to watch it. He's going to come on the show. So that's going to be one of our upcoming episodes is going to be with him. And he, I already know what movies he's going to want to cover. So it's going to be badass. Interesting. Yes. I don't know. We'll come up with something cool. Yeah. Premature Brent. No. (laughs) I I already told it. It's spoiler alert. I work with him. So, um, I, uh, you know, told him, I was like, you better think of a, a fucking, you know, nickname or something for yourself. So we don't just call you by your, you know, your name and address and tell everyone where you live kind of thing. So, but, um, no, um, I'm going to fill up a couple beers here, but in the meantime, I'm going to let you, uh, Mr. Drunk Darius, give your overall thoughts and everything on this whole, uh, bracket deal and whatnot. So, well, I think a big problem with it is no one watches as many horror movies as us. Like, that's that's true. We could have cut this down to sixteen because I gotta finish this beer. Real oh, quick. well, you better finish that beer. I do think that I like how we have it. I like the I like the four categories we have: the heroes, zeros, supernatural, and uh, the the feature creature. And it's the same thing too, though. When you do the March Madness. You know, how many people do fucking March Madness, but, you know, nobody watches all the fucking games. Nobody knows anything about that kind of stuff. So I think that a lot of it does come down to, you know, what 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 the cover looks like of the movie or what it's about. Right. No one and, knows and who Davidson is, but, I mean, they did have a little guy named Steph Curry on their team back in the day. <laughs> I don't know two shits about fucking, I'm a hockey guy about basketball but no we're gonna do stuff in the future where you know if you want to vote we'll show we'll have like a link to the trailer of each movie that's one thing i had because you know like you said a lot of people don't actually fucking watch the movies so we'll at least give you like a um synopsis yeah you'll be able to like either have a link to like imdb where you can read the synopsis goddamn ducks in here uh, or you can, uh, you know, watch like the trailer or something and, you know, you can vote because it's, it's more for fun anyways. So, right. That's why I would, that's why I tell people like, if you, if you haven't seen oh, God, either of the movies, just like pick shit. the one that looks the coolest. Right. Yeah. There's a podcast called, uh, your mom's house. It's this comedian couple and they have a fart mic. So whenever they got a fart in the middle of it episode they just run a fart in the mic so everyone can hear it but that has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now <laughs> oh that's hilarious all right let's just do it let's okay we're gonna get started here round one um <laughs> we're gonna start off just with the way it is so i will say that we did put a lot of fucking work into this because first off we had to come up with eight for each category so we had to come up with eight heroes 
eight zeros, eight supernatural, and eight creatures. And granted, I know we're not going to fucking hit all eight of everybody's. We're going to miss ones, and people are going to be, how the fuck can you forget this person or this thing? It is what it is. This is what we did. We we did our best on it. I'm it was sorry. a lot of work to watch most of these movies for me. So <laughs> take that. <laughs> right. And then not only that, but we also had to fucking rank them. So it was difficult ranking the eight as well. But by the looks of it, I think we did pretty good with um, our rankings. So I, I am kind of proud of, our of, seating. of that. All Except right. the one category. <laughs> we'll get to that. We really fucked that up. So, okay. The first category is heroes, and we have Jen versus Casper. So Jen is your main uh, protagonist in Revenge, and Casper is the main one in Monster. Who did you vote for, Drunk Darius? Jen. I voted for Jen as well. This will surprise you. So this is our one versus our eight seed. Right? Yes, this will surprise you. Um, it was a fucking tie. Can you believe that shit? I guess. I could not believe it. It was a tie. Even though Monster's a great movie, you know, Casper is a pretty good hero. He really, you know, he, he was a good character. It, it was, it was, I, I think it was it's one of those like that people's voted on the art. Yeah, it was easy, easy to like him. Okay, next up we have Andy versus Sam. So we have Andy from Cargo versus Sam from The Night Eats the World. Who'd you vote for? Sam, because I haven't seen Cargo. Really? I voted for Andy. Um, And Andy won by, he he had 71% of the votes. So Um, next up we have Carly versus Sawyer Valentini. So uh, Carly is uh, from Mom and Dad, and Sawyer Valentini is from... Oh, my God. I can't even fucking read that one. Uh, I think that's from uh, Incident in the Ghostland. I should have printed this off better. Who'd you vote for? The Ghostland one. Yep. Uh, I voted, however, for um, uh, Carly from Mom and Dad, and that one bought one with 57% of the votes. Man, I'm terrible at this game. Lastly, we have our two seed versus our uh, seven seed. We have Red Miller uh, versus Friend. So we have Red Miller from Mandy versus Friend from Cold Skin. Red. Yep. Red won pretty handily with 79% of the votes. Wow. So we're going to go down to our zeros bracket. And these are... Basically, are bad guys. So first off, we have Jack from the House at Jack Belt versus Wayne Mackey from Summer of '84. These are our human bad guys. Yep. Yes, these are our human bad guys. So these are our zeros or whatever. So uh, Jack and Wayne Mackey. Who did you vote for? Jack. I actually voted for Wayne Mackey. What? Fuck yeah, he's a he's a yes. pedophile. I. I guess that you, you want the worst guy to win here, but I only voted for him because of the fucking ending of that movie. Because he, you thought he was done and gone, and then boom, he comes back up, and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. Uh, this also was a tie, which is really strange because our one and our fucking eight seed tied for both the heroes and twice. the zeros twice, which is I could not believe that. I should say, even with these ties, the one seed, um, 
I don't know the the bracket website we used. They had them go forward the one seed because they were seed higher. So. Right. So uh, Jack from the house that Jack built did beat Wayne Mackey, even though they tied. And Jen uh, beat out Casper from Monsters, uh, Monster Party, even uh, just because they're seen that way. Next up, we have Vern Sloan from uh, Hold the Dark versus Quinn from Apostle. Who'd you vote for? Uh, Hold the Dark. I voted for fucking Hold the Dark as well, and it lost. Quinn from Apostle had 64% of the votes. This fucking pisses me off. I feel like, uh, oh, they're both on Netflix. Yes, they are. I don't know. Hold the Dark is such a good... I Yeah, that Vernon Sloan. I don't know. He is such a fucking good bad guy. He could be he's diabolical. Like if I've ever used that word diabolical, it'd be it would be in this case because I mean he's like, you know, a small town Alaska man. And enters the military, goes nice into the fucking United States Army or Marines or whatever it was, yeah. goes and does his fucking tour, saves a girl that's getting raped, and then I mean I don't want to give away spoilers, but dude, he. He's with a, the shit he ends up doing. Straight up psychopath. Like, yes. Oh, fucking very much so. Like he's seen school, but he'll fucking shoot a cop right in front of you. But yeah. all right, onward. Yeah, so Quinn won with 64% of the votes, votes, which I could not believe. Next up, we have Don versus Fat Man. Oh, fuck. So I fucked up. I apologize. We had Carly from Mom and Dad versus Sawyer Valentini from Unsane. And uh, Mom and Dad won. I said Incident in the Ghostland, which was wrong. Okay, good. Okay, so um, we had Don versus Fat Man. So Don f- from Clove Hitch Killer versus Fat Man from Incident in the Ghostland. Who'd you vote for? Uh, Clove Hitch Killer, I think. Yeah, I did too. And uh, he won by 57% of the votes. But I think Fat Man and... His girlfriend or whatever, pretty they're pretty good. They are. Maybe they we did are. both of them or something, but go on. But Don is just, that one is so much more powerful to me because it's, it's like fucking true story shit. It's literally man. BTK. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's, it's sad, too. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, we have our two seed versus our um, seven seed, which is another upset... Oh. No, no, wait. No, it's not an upset. Which is an upset, not another one, which really pissed me off. So, um, Art the Clown from Terrifier or Wagner from Overlord? Who'd you vote for? Overlord. You motherfucker. I, I haven't seen Terrifier, man. Terrifier. So, Wagner from Overlord won with 71% of the votes, which blew my fucking mind because I, I'm... That pisses me off. What's well, a much bigger movie? I, I bet more yeah, people have seen it. Probably, but I still couldn't fucking believe it. But man, that yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Calm down. So dude. yeah, no, we had a couple uh, upsets in there, but you know, shit. Look at the fucking final four this year. I didn't even do a bracket, but I already know there's a shitload of upsets that happened this year. So what for in in the real the like basketball, basketball final yeah, four? I don't yeah. know. There's, there's the Virginia one or so. something. But uh. Yeah, no, um, so that's that's the first round in the heroes and the zeros. So now we're going to go over into the supernatural category. So 
the number one seed we had was Payman from Hereditary versus Hannah from the Possession of Hannah Grace. Who'd you vote for? Payman. Yep, he won handedly seventy-one uh, percent of the votes. Next up, we have the They from Satan Slaves versus uh, Piwacket from Piwacket. Satan Slaves. I voted for Satan Slaves as well, but Piwacket ended up winning. Well, that, I feel like a lot of these foreign ones are gonna not do well because no one sees Correct. them. Correct. I agree. Yep. Next up, we have uh, the Demon from Veronica versus Leslie Bison from uh, Dead Knight. Who'd you vote for? I think Veronica. Ooh, I voted for Leslie Bison because The Dead Knight was my number two or three overall movie. Yeah, you liked it a lot more than me. Yep. So that one, uh, Leslie Bison won with 57% uh, of the votes. And then lastly, we have The Entities from Terrified versus Calyx from Truth or Dare. Terrified. Yes, which kind of surprised me because Truth or Dare was probably one of the more bigger uh, Hollywood-style horror yeah. movies we had. But, yeah, the entities from Terrified won uh, with 64% of the votes. I feel like people just didn't like Truth or Dare that much that they voted for a movie they never seen. <laughs> that could very well have been it. You know, another thing I'll say, too, because we have one more category of Feature Your Creature. One other thing is that it is real difficult because... There were movies in here that we had to decide, are we going to take the, you know, the hero from this movie? Or are we going to take the zero from this movie? Or are we going to take the creature, the supernatural? Right. But so we, we didn't want to, yeah. Double up on movies. Yeah, we didn't want to double up on movies. So we just kind of had to leave some pick and choose. So, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously we know people aren't going to agree with everything. So we're like, we had to leave the kid from the Clofitch Killer out and... Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so we had to leave the hero out because I felt like the the, the hero was I felt the better. villain was better than the hero. Right. Maybe, so Okay, so let's get into the last category, which is feature yo creature. So our one seed was the Juton from the ritual versus our eight seed, um, the creatures from the from Bird Box. Who'd you vote for? What was the one seed? Juton from the ritual. That one. That big fucking deer thing. I voted for that as well, too, but it lost. Are you... Mm. Yes, it was a close race, however. 57% voted for the creatures from Bird Box. And those are both Netflix films. I was going to say, though, fucking Bird Box got way more fucking publicity. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the memes and stuff. They did a good marketing campaign on that. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me because the ritual was really early in the year and Bird Box, Bird Box was out. at the end of the year yeah. and then that had a lot of uh, buzz going around it. So it did surprise me, even though the ritual is a far superior film and even still, in my opinion, had a way, way better fucking, you know, supernatural fucking yeah. whatever the fuck that was. It was a bad creature thing, not supernatural. Okay, next up we have the bear creature from Annihilation versus Bigfoot from Primal Rage. Bear creature. Yep, I did as well too. But it's a fairly close race. You know, sixty-four percent went with the bear creature. I felt both are pretty, pretty strong and powerful. So, uh, next up we have the aliens from A Quiet Place versus the older creature from what the fuck is that move? Oh, monster, uh, mon 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 monsters. Uh, I, I would mon 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 monsters. I went with the aliens from A Quiet Place. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, no, they won with sixty four percent of the vote. Who the Quiet Place? Yep. Yeah. Yep. No one's seen my mom monsters though. No. Next up, we have uh, our number two seed, which is Queenie from Corbin Nash versus the other from Hellfest. The other. Fuck you. I went with Queenie and that one by 71%. That's the one I haven't seen either. Yeah. Oh, that was great. If you guys, I I know I've talked about this movie quite a bit, but I will say, um, I'm sorry, I keep bumping the mic with my hat. I'm wearing a hat tonight. So I apologize if you're hearing that. But if you have not seen Corbin Nash, watch it, if only to see Corey uh, Feldman Feldman in his fucking glory. Okay, so our first round is over. We had a couple upsets, a couple ties. Let's get into the second round. So second round, um, we have Jen from Revenge versus Andy from Cargo. Jen. Yep. Jen uh, edged that one out. Um, with about two thirds of the votes, um, or no, 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 I'm sorry. We have Jen from Revenge and Andy from Cargo. Uh, you voted for and or for Jen. I voted for Andy, and Andy won with about two thirds of the votes. That's fucking wrong. I guess I haven't seen Cargo, but Jen is yeah. Well, you haven't seen Cargo. That's Yeah. yeah, but that's pretty fucking yeah. There, there's. There's issues with that in the, um, I guess, the believability of it kind of thing. Even though, fucking, I've got my problem with the way Cargo ended. But oh, no. you're saying the revenge? Yes. Well, both Flick, really, is but. it as believable as the zombie movie? Fuck yeah, zombies are going to happen, dude. All right. It's going to be an infection. Okay. Onward. <laughs> um. So next up, we have Mom and Dad uh, versus um, uh, Red Miller. Red. Ooh, yep. That's uh, not going to happen. Can you believe that Mom and Dad actually edged out Red Miller? Well, (laughs) this is funny because it's two uh, Nick Cage movies. Yes, isn't that hilarious? Which, you know, Mandy was the one that was, like, supposedly far better. But I like Carly. Or, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I liked uh, Mom and Dad better. I, yeah, but, I yeah, Carly Carly uh, beat out uh, <laughs> Red Miller. So that was funny. But, yeah. No. Uh, and it was, it was a close match uh, as well with that one. So uh, next up we have our zero. So the first, first matchup we have is our one seed still going up against... Um, Quinn from Apostle. What's the one seed? Uh, Jack. Oh, I'm sorry. The house Jack from the house that Jack built versus Quinn from Apostle. Wasn't that the first round? No, was it? Oh, no. with Jack. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's kind of everyone strange. went with Jack. Yeah, everybody went with fucking Jack. Good Apostle should have made it. I know, I know. I really wasn't that high on apostle either um so next up we have uh don from i mean we're in our zeros again so we have don from clove hitch killer versus wagner from overlord mm. clove hitch yes don barely edged out uh wagner uh in that one so yeah it was a close match that was a good matchup yep okay so moving on to the supernatural side we have our number one seed payment Going up against uh, Pie Wacket in uh, round two. Payment. Yeah. Um, that one was, let me look at this here, make sure I got it right. 
Yeah, payment 100%. Just yeah. fucking wipe the floor with, with that. It's, Which, rightfully so. It's like when the 12 seed just so yeah. happens to make the second round faces <laughs> yeah. the one seed. It's weird. There's a lot of unanimous with these as well, which surprised me because you always get that one person that's like, oh, fuck you, I'm going to go against yeah. you. But they probably don't know who it was. So next up we have Leslie Bison versus uh, the Entities. Uh, so Leslie Bison from Dead Knight versus the Entities from Terrified. This one was kind of surprising, but who'd you vote for? Terrified. Ooh. No, you, you must not have. Because I don't know if I voted this round, but yeah, you might I would have voted, voted for Terrified. I voted uh, as well uh, for Dead Knight, and that one won 100%. So, okay, yeah, that kind of surprised me a little bit, but uh, well, no one sees the four in the movies. I, I know that's that's the one thing. So, the last one we have is Feature Your Creature, and we have the creatures from Bird Box versus the bear creature from Annihilation. Bear creature, yes, this was a close one. Really? The bear creature... Um, that actually surprises me. I feel like more people would have just voted for Bird Box. More people would have seen yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, Annihilation was seen by a lot of people as well, but that also suffered from being a movie that was out, like, really, really... Early I think the that's year. the one... Or, yeah, that one came out really early in the year. Yeah. So. Okay, so for our last round, we have the aliens from A Quiet Place versus the other from Hellfest. Or no, uh, Queenie from Corbin Nash. I'm sorry. Uh, a Quiet Place. Yes. I voted for Queenie, and it was a close match, but uh, A Quiet Place did beat that out. I thought, kind of pissed. I thought Queenie was going to be a little bit better. No but... one cares about Queenie, man. Oh, man. You haven't seen the movie. That's no. why. Okay, so we've got our championship round with the Heroes bracket. So the championship round with the heroes bracket now is between Andy from Cargo and Carly from Mom and Dad, which I can see Andy making it, even though he was, what, a three seed or some shit like that. Um, I'm going with Carly. Oh, really? Just because I haven't seen Cargo. Um, Which is probably how everyone votes. Yeah, no, Cargo won... um, I, I kind of handily, you know, they won with 66% of the votes. So, um, yeah, no, Cargo ended up beating out mom and dad for the championship of that bracket. Next up, we have our championship between our zeros. So we have uh, Jack from the house that Jack built versus Don from the Clove Hitch Killer. This is the matchup I've been waiting for. Ooh, ooh. Who'd you vote for? Clovich. I voted for Don from Clovich as well, but yeah, Jack won. I could see it going either yeah. way. It was close, but Jack pulled that one out. So next up, we have our championship in the supernatural category. Our okay, no, go on. So we have Payman from Hereditary, our one seed. Versus Leslie Bison from um, Dead Knight. Payman. Yeah. As much as I wanted to vote for Leslie Bison, I had to vote for Payman. And it surprised me, but 100% went with Payman. Yeah. So, which, deservedly so. Yeah. 
Lastly, we have our championship round from Feature Your Creature, which is the bear creature from Annihilation versus the aliens from A Quiet Place. I'm going go with bear creature. I went with the uh, aliens from A Quiet Place um, after they beat out my fucking queenie. But, um, yeah, no, the bear creature ended up winning it. So right on. Yep. Now we're into championships on either side of the bracket. Our so we final. Have, yes, the final four. Gore. Final gore. So I will say, um, the way that we did this, we're gonna try to change this up last year, uh, this next year. But it was difficult. We were only able to do this where you had one week to vote for each category. So I think next year we're going to try to do it where you can just vote for your entire bracket in one sitting. And I think that will be a lot easier because we had every single round, we had a different number of people that were interacting and voting. Yeah, um, and then you have to check up on it, it yes. every week. So yeah. we're going to change it where everyone can just fucking go, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, through the whole just entire thing. Yeah. So we have, uh, we're, we're down to the final four. So we're, we're getting, we have the champions from each of our brackets. So right now we have your number one hero versus your number one zero and your number one supernatural versus your number one feature your creature. So the hero representing us is Andy from Cargo and the zero is Jack from House the house that Jack built. Who do you, who do you vote for? Jack. Yep. But however, Andy won, um, which doesn't surprise me because in a case like this, good guys always win, man. Good guys always win. As much as I love an ending like uh, The Mist, most mm. people don't like that. So, you know, they voted for the good guy. So, no, with about three quarters of the votes, uh, Andy did win. It's a goddamn shame. Yep. So, we have your number one Supernatural versus your... Uh, which is funny because out of the uh, heroes... We had a three seed that made it out of there, and then we had also a three seed. No, Jack was a one seed. That's right. So the Supernatural, we've got our one seed versus out of the Supernaturals versus our... It's a four. Oh, it's like a four seed, I think. Yeah, for the bear creature. It was a little surprising. But uh, Payman versus the bear creature from Annihilation. Who'd you vote for? Uh... Payment with his broom. Yep. No, payment. I voted for payment as well. But uh, yeah, he won with about three quarters of the votes as well. So it wasn't very close. Um, So payment did edge out the bear creature. And that brings us to our final. So the final that we have is Andy from Cargo versus payment from the Supernatural. It's payment. Yes. I voted for payment as well, and it was by quite a bit as well. Tony, his broom, he just swept the whole bracket, man. Yeah, it was not even close. So he, so payment actually had 100% on two of the rounds, uh, 71% on the first round, and and about 75% in the championship round. And payment beat out Andy from Cargo with 88% of the votes. He's, 88. I don't know who could even compete with that, with payment, honestly. Yeah. But, you know, if you think about it, I mean, the movie was fucking awesome. But uh, 
I mean, really, he really wasn't much of the movie. If you think about, like, the movie as far as Hereditary in general, he was not, like, he was nothing like the demons that we saw in Event Horizon. Right. He was well, more he didn't of, like, make on himself the shown. Yeah. He but was more he, on the sidelines. He was the demon from Event Horizon controlling the whole... Yeah, but what was he controlling, though? Uh, well... How the chick dies. He wanted her to die because they were in the mail. He had. Yeah, but do you think that he had a play? Oh, see, this is why when you come to this movie, I don't think that he had any. Uh, uh, play you think in. that was just. Like, I thought it was just dumb luck. Man, oh, we gotta watch that movie again. We gotta do a whole fucking episode. I know. Well, we are. We are. Because Brent's gonna come on and he's got his older movie, which I know what it is. And then we're gonna cover fucking. If it rises, we're gonna cover. Uh, hereditary. hereditary for a new one. So, it's just a matter of time. We just got to figure out a date. Is the old one the Spice Girls movie? Because the Spice Girls. Scary Spice. <laughs> you haven't? Fuck no, I haven't seen the movie. I'm too old for that fucking I was bullshit. just kidding because I don't. Bullshit. You've seen that movie and you love it. I don't even know if you there is got, a movie, dude. Is there a movie? fucking blisters on your right hand off of the Spice Girls movie. I mean, that one. That's made to that soccer player is pretty. Uh, Sporty Spice, uh, yeah. What's her name? Posh. Victoria. Beckham. Jennifer. I don't know. You know the names, and that's kind of scary. I don't fucking know. You know. Don't touch me, bro. All right. (laughs) Okay. All right, so... So, hey, that wraps up uh, the final gore. It was fun. It was real. It was real fun. It was real fun. I enjoyed it a lot more than most people did. So, I'm sorry I got to break some news to you, Mr. Drunk Darius. What? This brings us to the end of our episode. Oh, darn it. Mm -hmm. So, to recap, we... I don't know. We're fucking done. Yeah, we're done. Let's get on the next we're week. We're done. We're already fucking one and a half uh, times through goddamn Jason Goes to Hell. Our one year anniversary is coming up. Did you yes. get me anything? Is it our one year anniversary tonight? I don't know. No, no, it's not. So I didn't give you anything. So fucking don't worry about all it. All right. All right. Fuck. <laughs> I was just asking. All right. Who the fuck buys, especially dudes... But, but I I so tomorrow's Mother's Day as you, as you ha, had mentioned, it's like the first time ever that I got my wife her gifts, not the day of. Like typically I would be so, as you guys know from the the last uh, part one episode, I fucked my hand up. Otherwise I'm supposed to be up in Minnesota playing in a hockey tournament, and I can't skate. Otherwise I would be like fucking rolling in tomorrow afternoon with guests for Mother's Day. Hey, happy Mother's Day. Buying at last minute. I bought shit uh, like Friday for that. So I, I'm a last minute shopper like nice. anything is. So, Me yeah. too. I still haven't gotten my mother anything. Jesus Christ. We just had your mother's Mother's Day I didn't thing. know that though. Okay. And I made you some phenomenal tacos. Yeah, you didn't know that because you showed up like an hour late like usual. Well, we're, I'm playing my move today because tomorrow is Mother's Day. And then I get a text today saying we're doing a Mother's Day it's thing supposed today. To rain, so. It's like, what the fuck? All right. Onward. <laughs> Let's get on onward, next, onward. Next week. 
Ooh, next next episode, week. Next episode. I'm excited because we're getting back into the swing of things. Uh, we're Well, let's just go into it. So next week, I have the older movie. Drunk Darius has the newer movie. Ooh, I am super excited because I have not seen this movie. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And this is a shout out to my Canadian brother, Christian Luciani. Build that wall. You guys might build that wall. No, what? <laughs> You're, that's the other border. Uh, this is uh, uh, one of his favorite movies, Videodrome. If you guys uh, know, he's the uh, he, he's one of the guys for Exploding Heads. So the older movie is Videodrome. Drome? Drome. D- it's video, D-R-O-M-E. Is that a real word? Well, it is in the respect that it's the, the title of the movie. Okay. <laughs> no, so, it's a Videodrome is the older movie. I am fucking stoked to hear your newer movie. I'm ready to watch a goddamn movie. It's called uh, Ghoul. G-H-O-U-L? Yes, 2015. The first night when we went and saw like Deadpool or something, I rode with you and we started talking yep. about horror movies okay this is the one movie i stumped you on that you hadn't seen i've never even fucking heard of it it's a not a found footage i guess that's what you call it but it it's shot like uh really well i've never even seen it do you know who andre uh, chikatilo is Mm, sounds familiar he's a russian serial killer Okay. You should uh, read up on him or listen to a podcast about him first. On last podcast? Yeah, they do a good one about him. Andre Chicatello? Yeah. Okay, I'll do it. I'll check it out. But I'm not going to say anything more because I know you don't like... So listen to that podcast first and then watch the movie? Yes. You sure? Mm Mm-hmm. Even though I don't know anything about it? Yeah, because it's 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 not... Or do you think if I watch the movie, it'll it'll be enough where it'll be like kind of surprising and unique? No, you want to know. You want to know okay. about them going in. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll watch that. I'll I'll do the I'll do that first, and and that goes for you as well, listeners. If you've never heard of uh, Andre Chikatilo, Chikatilo, yep, check it out. Okay, so the old movie is Videodrome. The new movie is Ghoul, two thousand fifteen, and the discussion topic. I am choosing the discussion topic, and I drew inspiration from Event Horizon to do this. So, Event Horizon plays individually on your history, your past, and most importantly, your fears. Oh, I thought you'd say future. So, our discussion for next episode is what are your top five fears? And that's personally. So, Drunk Darius, I want to know your top five fears. Outside of horror movies, like just real life fears? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. I already got this, brah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And what is our segment, Mr. Drunk Darius? Our segment is Drunk Darius's Deep Dive, Dive, Dive into a little film called... Alien. 
Ooh, I like that. I like that. So you've never seen it. Never seen Alien. And we can't cover it yet. No. Yet. Because it's part of a franchise. It's part of a franchise. And uh, also inspired by Event Horizon. They said it was like a mix between Alien and Hellraiser. It's like, well, I've never fucking seen Alien, so I don't know. Gonna check it out. Oh man, I might, I might actually have to watch that because I have not seen that movie in probably fifteen years. How old are you? Uh, I just recently turned thirty-five. All right. Okay. So I did most of my damage uh, in college. You did some damage, that's for sure. And then I Just watched most of my you. movies in college as well. I mean, wait, are we talking damage with women or... Wait, no. Movies, I mean, yes, movies. Something yes. happened to yes. your yes. face. And then I married your sister. And I don't know. I do most had damage on about three days a week, so... Uh, oh, wait, what are we talking about again? I gotta pee. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this up. All right. Hey, yo. Just recap. Videodrome and Ghoul. Discussion topic is, what is your top five fears? Segment is Drunk Darius' deep dive into Alien. Hey, check us out on the our, Twitter our, sphere. Yeah, I mean, the... hey, we are on Facebook. We have a sweet Facebook page. I update that multiple times a week. Check us. Excuse me. Check us out, Joe Blow Horror Show on Facebook. And we're getting Instagram set up right now. Just Do we have Instagram yet? Yeah, but nothing's really been posted yet. So okay, I might have to download Instagram just so I could. Yeah, I don't have it, it either. We got a guy doing it. Okay, sweet. Uh, what's our Instagram thing? I don't know how. This the is a Joe Blow Horror Show. Joe Blow Horror Show. Sweet. Okay. We're gonna hey. post little clips on there of. Okay. Me making fun of Boss Tuna. Yeah, pro- probably. I I really I don't know what the fuck Instagram is so. There's probably just a bunch of shit that's making fun of me because I don't know. But, uh, hey, email us, show at gmail.com. Again, that's show at gmail.com. We're on Twitter as well at JoeBlowHorror. Horror show with no W. So just show with no W. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, guys, we really – we're to the point now where – we, 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 we're looking for some feedback. We love uh, uh, hearing from you guys. We, we do see you guys following us all over the... I mean, man, we picked uh, people up from Australia recently, from Taiwan, Finland. Como estas? Yeah. yeah I, I don't Por know. favor. Uh, Dame en poco sugar. Me llamo. Drunk Darius? Darius. <laughs> hey, find us on our social media. Give us a shout out. We will shout you guys back out live on the show. Let us know what is going on. Let us know if you have any questions. We'll be happy to answer them on the show for you guys. And we are going to start getting into some uh, listener episodes here. Also, please, I hate pimping myself out like this, but if you have not already, please take like literally 30 seconds Wherever you're listening to us, most of you guys, we can tell are listening on uh, the iPod or the app iPod, the Apple's 
fucking podcast. I listen off of Stitcher, but most is, uh, are coming in off of the I, Apple bullshit. The iTunes app. iTunes, yes. Jesus Christ. Oh my God, you heard a stroke. I'm, st- I'm just straight up Stitcher. But please go on, give us a five-star rating and write a review because that really helps get other people involved uh, and gets our name out there as well too. So, hey, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, I mean, to be honest, we do this because we love horror movies. But it's also awesome when I go on and I can see we have new listeners from, you know, Finland and Switzerland and whatnot. So all the lands, all the lands, rainlands, lands, brown lands. lands. Yeah, it's awesome. So, hey, do you have anything else before we uh, sign off there, Mr. Drunker? Oh, yeah. Uh, Boss Tuna is a racist. Onward. That no, that wasn't. You're good. gonna get so me many people time. hating me now, and that is not true. Hit me up on Grinder at uh, <sighs> Dirty Darius. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there you go. That, you have to rip your own joke after a comment like can't that. Speak. Move on. Hey, folks. I hope it was as good for you as it was for us. Boom. That was incredible. Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better. Ha <laughs> <laughs>